Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Interesting note, and all you Star Trek fans might want to take a look at the opening segment because I did. apparently did see it. Kirk was in a yeah. the wrong outfit for the background that he was in. Wrong generation. <laughs> he was like uh, on second generation. What no, I, I looked at it. I watched something? it. He no, he was like the, uh, on. Yeah, Kirk. I only saw a picture, but it looked like this like Kirk. Star Trek two. Shatner. Stuff. Shatner. It was the Star Trek six bridge, was, and it was the uh, the crimson. Um, you know, there were quite a few six Star Trek people online yeah, that were complaining about that it didn't match up. I'll have to go people watch it stupid. again. But <laughs> talk about, I'm going to talk about not looking. But I'm guarantee. What is interesting how though? How could they have gone back and retro done something like that? It was probably Star Trek Six. That or, the, or, or, or rather, I tell you what, it was some set. All those backgrounds don't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was some uh, set sitting around CBS or something, and they just and they threw him in, and they were like, he feels still fits in that shirt, so let's put him in that shirt. Well, apparently, I, I don't oh, think he fit very know, well. Whatever. They probably had a slit up the. Back I didn't to see fit him it. In I don't know. One. Apparently, that uniform is his uniform that was he uh, wore in six in generations and was in the experience till it closed. Ah, okay. It was <laughs> it was one of the ones that was up in the uh, in the museum. Nice. Welcome, everybody. It is Geek Shock, number 179. I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Just Michael. Captain Luddite. I missed you. You were sitting on the other side of the couch. You you were waiting for the Commander KQ. That's true. Last time I went off rhythm, everybody yelled at me. (laughs) Last time I went out of order, I got in trouble. Commander K is on assignment. (laughs) He's on assignment. (laughs) Assignment to make scratch. I want to thank everybody for listening to our special Star Trek The Experience edition that we did last week. We got a lot of... uh, Buzz back on that. People yeah, really enjoyed that. I enjoyed uh, people being said, an audience for that one. Do more. Yeah. And I was oh, like, right. okay, yeah. In nice. fact, I, I actually printed out one of the uh, emails because it really kind of summed up what everybody was saying. Uh, this is from Rob. It says, I dug this. You, I know you don't want to turn your podcast into the Star Trek Experience podcast, but you need to do a few more of these. <laughs> Make them special episodes or something. Hearing the stories and reminiscing, getting them recorded for those of us who could only visit a couple of years. Very cool. Thanks for doing this, Rob. Thank you, Rob, for writing and everybody who wrote in. Yeah. Thanks. and. And well Maybe. wishes. We and will do it again. We were unable to get uh, Darren, our uh, bartender extraordinaire, to join us. With uh, He and Jeff together would have some crazy tales, oh, I'm sure. Man. <laughs> we'll have to maybe uh, put the invite out to Dave next time as well. See if he'd oh, be down. Oh, from Trekcast? Yeah. yeah. Uh, at, well, oh, and Dave oh, you mean Diaz, Dave, bartender uh, Dave. Yeah. Super Dave. Yes, yeah, Super Dave. Absolutely. So, so we'll see. Uh, as we go along here, we'll try and rotate around and get some more fools who had uh, a long stint there and a lot of us are still in vegas people so we'll see what's up i'd even be able to get stacy to come on too good good possibility perhaps an annual thing at least yeah yeah, yeah. that sounds like a good thing yeah it couldn't be too bad you never, Maybe know, every, you never know when the stars align every six months who knows but uh yeah we're uh we're gonna repost that coming up when the movie hits so all of you if you enjoyed that podcast please do us a favor and as it gets closer to abram's film time what is that may i think so uh please help us retweet and fire that out into the blogosphere to try and generate a little more traffic for the old ugly couch show that's our devious plan it's not really devious. We just want to generate traffic there. We're pretty open There, people. I've said it. Yeah, that's yeah. not devious. It's, that's <laughs> no, just being straightforward. It's just straight up. That's what I want being to do. Being straightforward yeah. isn't devious. Yeah, it's no. Like the I'm not devious. <laughs> yeah. I think that is I'm pretty. I'm pretty opposite. open and honest. The antithesis of devious would be yeah. being straightforward. All right. So, <laughs> because we spent last week talking about the experience, 
I have last week's news coupled with this week's news. So oh, it'll be a right. short so show. So we're, we're, we're a newsaganza. 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 What are the odds that we get to it all? Very, slim. very slim. Very, very slim. Newsaganza, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by NeuroBliss. Oh, God. Don't forget, go. if you're feeling a little bit down, there's NeuroBliss. I'm Turn to the sweet sipping sensation that's enlightening and, and uh, ebulliating the nation. Don't forget, guys, NeuroBliss helps reduce have I ever stress. Have ebulliated? It enhances mood. It provides focus, concentration, and it promotes a positive outlook. Only 35 calories per bottle. No artificial colors or flavors. Folks, you can't go wrong. Put some NeuroBliss on your ding dong. That's <laughs> no. That's it's not where it's supposed to go. Well, what do you mean that's not where it's supposed to go? I don't know. The shape is very fleshlighty. You started out <laughs> with the NeuroBliss. Very. I, I almost thought we were going to get the uh, sponsorship, and now you're you're diving. You're just what? nose diving. Dude, you don't think they could sell this as like a, a, a sexual enhancement drug? It, is it lubricating? Why? No, I, I, I will say it is very sensual. If, if your woman sensual. puts a little bit che- between cheek and gum before she uh, <laughs> takes on the pole action, which, which you get a sparkling sensation. <laughs> Which cheek and which gum? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Just a pinch, ladies. Neurobliss. <laughs> a little dabble. It's dude. a good sign when Paul eases into the show. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, oh, awkward. I'm fucking ready for it tonight. <laughs> Buckle up, bitches. Notwithstanding. Uh, Buckle you, up. And listen to us on Stitcher if you want to listen on your phone. It's a pretty good place for it. And they'll... I don't know. They're good people. Yay, Stitcher. Yeah, Stitcher. Stitcher. A little pinch between cheek and gum. <laughs> oh, they just updated their app. It's uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I can navigate very well now and jump to the exact podcast I want to listen to. So That's brilliant. Yeah, like and they make suggestions phone, for other similar well. podcasts you Absolutely. might like. Absolutely. You listen to they create your own radio you, station for you. Listen to Penn Sunday School or... Yeah. With our friend Matt Donnelly, Matt who's Donnelly. on yep. that show as well. Don't forget to listen to Penn Sunday School. That's right. Just Michael listens to Stitcher Radio. <laughs> you can be just like Just Michael. And just listen to Stitcher. Yep. <laughs> and a quick hello to the 80s kids and their art, because goddamn, they do good work. Yeah, what's their and latest thing right town, now? Yeah. They're, they're doing stuff all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're exploding all over go on, Vegas. Uh, go on Facebook, man, because they're posting a lot of stuff. They're posting a lot of good stuff. If you missed uh, Valentine's Day, they set, they had some awesome uh, like Valentine's Day cards mm-hmm. with uh, the uh, Lego men, Star Wars Lego men. like. Uh, and we have a link to them on our links like page. So if you go to our Ugly Couch Show website and go to our links page, you can go right to them from there. There you go. And they're really nice guys, too. Yeah, they are. To boot. Stand-up dudes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow well, they they want to be back to be. on so there must be right. something uh special about them if I they mean, want if they want to come back on our show after that's right. after appearing one <laughs> time something special special's uh, the word something short bus <laughs> no we love them <laughs> no, I was uh, say most people come on the show and they don't want to come back <laughs> <laughs> we'll have we'll have uh, a video episode with them at some point and then get to show off some of their artwork that's yeah. the key That'd be nice. And even though I have a packet of news, uh, I got a few minutes. If anybody wants to get something off their chest, what'd you do, geeky wise? Oh mm. shit! Uh, did I do something? You guys tell. You, I don't. I I did something. I can't remember it now. I got a 3ds. 
You got 3DS a 3DS XL. Good. Finally, good. finally jumped wow. on that bandwagon. No one, mm-hmm. no one, the PS4 is out, right? Did anyone get it? Yeah, no, I, I, I bought it. Out. Yeah, it's PS4, out. I bought it yesterday. They did that announcement. They didn't even show what it looks like. They didn't show what it looks like? They showed the controller. Yeah, I got down to 4th Street, and there was a guy there selling PS4s. Hey, you want a PS4? I just remember seeing a bunch of buzz about it. Yeah, I got a PS4 It's really impressive because I never thought they'd go this direction, but it seems that it actually plays old Nintendo games. <laughs> they know the market. They know the market. I'll tell you. I got a PS4 and I gave you two free cartridges for it. <laughs> it's they still did. rumory they right now, cartridges. but it sounds like the PS4 will play uh, used games while the next Xbox might not. So that could really be oh, the well, factor. They've been very vague about yeah. specifics on the used games. So right, I, right now we're all on the happy cloud because they've unveiled the good stuff. It's yeah. Now it's we're waiting for the other shoe to drop shoe, yeah. as the, uh, the reality. The yeah, as the reality yeah. sinks in. But we'll get to that in a second soon. because we care about that. And first, it's news you don't give a shit about. Don't uh, give a shit. Uh, only one piece. Really? In two weeks. One like piece that? of shit. One, one piece, piece of news. Of, of, one piece shit of news. shit in two weeks? That doesn't sound It hasn't been normal. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. After collaborating on two Transformer films, Michael Bay oh. and Megan Fox are together again. The director announced the news That's Thursday. That's the collaboration they're focusing on? Do you know what's happening? Hold on. Michael listen, Bay listen and listen Megan Fox. The yeah. director announced the news Thursday on his official website. His latest blog post was short and to the point, quote, TMNT, we are bringing Megan Fox back into the family. That is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, folks. It's assumed Fox will be the leading lady in his uh, Ninja Turtles reboot. Uh, when it comes to that property, the first human role you think of is April O'Neil. She's the TV reporter, trusted ally to the Turtles and Master Splinter. The last time Bay and Fox worked together was 2009's Transformers The Fallen. The duo parted ways in 2010 before production began on its follow-up, Dark of the Moon. Variety reported that Bay wanted to take the storyline in a new direction, so he removed, Fox, uh, removed Fox's, what's the, what's the name, Kayla as Sam? Yeah. Sam's love interest and replaced her with a Victoria's Secret model, uh, Rosie Huntington-Whiteley. The uh, director claimed that his decision had nothing to do with the comments Fox made criticizing his onset behavior. In an interview with a British magazine, the actress compared the director to Adolf Hitler, which is always successful. Always uh, just push that, push that button. Can we stop making that comparison, please? Forever <laughs> It'd be now. nice, wouldn't it? It would be. Can we just stop making that comparison? Well, you know because why? You know killing what? Jews... Uh, going to set early. That's I, I can see how even the that, difference is just a stop. amazing. It's not a comparison. Yes, no. exactly. Stupid. It's dumb. You might yeah. as well say, ah, he's acting like a table. It just doesn't make <laughs> any sense. At this point, it doesn't it's make out of conjecture. Any sense. It's, it's right. Of, yeah. It's just a stupid thing. Right. To it's say. very knee jerk. Right. So so let's move on to Pol Pot then, shall we? Yes. All right. He's, ba- he's being Maybe a real it's just like Pol Pot. Pot. <laughs> I'd rather hear that. Yeah. That's more interesting. That is, to me. Well, it's a little more. It's a little a little bit more uh, accurate. Recent. You know. Well, there's that too. Like something in this in the last 25 years. Yeah, he's being a real Saddam. You know? Yeah. Why isn't that? Why isn't? Yeah. Oh, what an Obama! That guy is such yeah. an Obama. He's a, shame yeah. on you guys. That guy's, that guy's a Lacey Peterson. I tell you that right now. Lacey <laughs> Peterson. See that one's tough because oh, you don't know boy. which Obama I'm talking yeah. about. I don't. I don't. It could be any. Any of could the two. be really good or really bad. I think it's. I think it's the puppy. Obama the dog. What a Hussein. Um, he shits all over his movies, so that makes sense. It's yes. the Obama puppy. I'm going to tell you about this Turtles movie and how bad it's going to be. Please. Hey, please I can't wait to see April and Daisy Number Dukes. one, and this is a really great, great, great comment that I saw on the internet. They're going to have to, um, it really sucks, they might have to change the name of the lead character. Because when kids start to search out April O'Neil, 
they are going to find, find that porn star. Oh yeah, yeah. I say you just cast April O'Neil as April O'Neil. Gross. Well, we know April O'Neil porn star. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's her name. It's whatever. It's not her name, but anyway, there's that. Then the other thing. Have you seen the pre-res visuals on the new turtle design? I have not. No. They look like snapping turtles. So they've got sharpie oh, beaky really? kind yeah. of stuff going on. Now, again, this was still when he was going to make them aliens. Uh-huh. But they look like a like, cross between a snapping turtle and a piece of shit. Kind of like, Rez, was it Razor from the, the cartoon? From the, slash no, Razor from the And then the second the movie. movie. They yeah. look, yeah, they look they look more like that. And they, they look kind of skexy. They look evil. Really? Yeah, they yeah. don't look friendly. I don't know. Babies. <laughs> well, he's trying to, you know, Friendly's not part version. of their name. Yeah, but you know what? If you want to do a darker version, <laughs> just stay true to the Eastman Laird I know. comic book. I know. Yeah. Keep them cute. Look, they look cutie. Yeah, but they also look menacing. But, but they were, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but menacing, but without badass. Without sharpening. They, look they looked awesome. Yeah. They looked like turtles. Mm-hmm. Badass turtles. Yeah, they well, look like badass turtles. Well, whatever. Well, that's redundant. It's well, going to be. We're getting the movie butthole. in 2014. The uh, the new cartoon is great. It is. Oh, do you like it's it? It's really good. I've the watched new figures one or two are episodes. Awesome. I can't quite get into it, but it's all right. Yeah. I mean, it's still. It's not it's high still, end. No. Intellectual. It's rather youthful. It's, it's still it's aimed at kids, definitely. Yeah. It's not got that little edge that, like, Justice it, League it, had. For me, it's the animation is a little. It throws you. Yeah, but I just I can't fully embrace the I understand the necessity of like that kind of computer animation that's pretty cheaper to do. Like it's faster to do for yeah, sure. It's it takes a, little bit, a lot yeah. less yeah. time to render. So I'm still of that, you know, I still want to see like the you Warner want 2D? Brothers. Well, I still want to see the care and the time that was taken in those Warner Brother cartoons. Yeah, don't want a slipshod job. Where it was all hand painted and carefully, you know, thought out. Nobody I, does yeah, that I, anymore, I though. That, I know well, it's not done that way anymore. Well, but yeah. honestly, like it's coming, it's coming around because because that you're seeing stuff like the turtles and it's being put together pretty quickly, and you know, but we saw all this frou for all about the VFX people, right? That's the thing. That's the hot button thing right now. All the visual effects teams in Hollywood are protesting. Because they're not getting paid shit. And these are some of the same guys that work in these animation circles, the guys that are able to do yeah. this manipulation of character they're models. They're getting more and, all and more recognition as time goes on. It's coming, yeah. but it's been slow in coming. But I just watched Blood and Chrome, the yeah. new yeah. Battlestar piece. Yeah, 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 Have you guys yeah, seen that? that yet? I, I haven't seen, seen it yet, no. Okay, so I watched it last it night. Online. It's good, and it's 90% visual yeah. effects. Yeah. It's almost all green screen, but it looks pretty good. It looks far better than the uh, and the prequels, the Star yeah. Wars stuff. Far more convincing, all of it. Like, There's moments where you see stuff and you have no idea that it's CG. It's pretty incredible in that respect. And those guys are putting in massive amounts of detail, care, and work. I mean, I'll give uh, come around- Turtles this credit. They do try to play with light, and they do a nice job of that. Yes. And shadow. And mm-hmm. so they are trying to create a, a world. Yeah. I just wish that... I want because and I'm not a huge Ninja Turtle fan. Okay. I want that world to be a little grittier. I want it to be a little dirtier. Sure. It seems a little too clean it for is. the environments it's that they're kitty. in. It's a little it's kitty. A too clean. It's a little kitty. It's like be they're nice. in filthy places, but there's no filth. See, <laughs> if we could do if we you know could get mean? into a situation yeah. where we could start doing um even the movie had more filth. Yeah, yeah. it's an yeah. aesthetics thing. If we could start doing anything. like OAVs like they do in Japan where they do like an original animated like off thing like a, a an hour long or an hour and a half semi movie like addendum to the cartoon or whatever and maybe you could take a grittier spin on it stuff like that that'd be really cool i'd like to see some direct to video of that 
turtle stuff, they can mm. get away with a little bit more punch. But I don't know. They got a money making juggernaut on their hands right now. Yeah, that well, it has been for decades. So. Well, but that but that new launch of that property has yeah, been they, extremely successful. They did well. It's uh, renewing they've, it. They've got a second wave of figures coming. They've got Legos behind that that property now. The Nickelodeon it's a good time is really coming it. out. Yeah, it is good. I mean, it's it's hot. Uh, Bebop and Rocksteady are coming out in that classics line okay. of action figures. Did you guys see those? <laughs> they did the the classics line of Turtles figures that look more like oh yeah their yeah animated the, the, versions. They're what like six inch, eight inch, How eight inch about yeah, yeah about eight inch not not one yeah between six and eight inch tall. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really nicely detailed, extremely articulated. I got all the brothers. Uh, Donatello always has funky crossed eyes for some reason. Every paint job on him was <laughs> fucked up. But other than that, they're really nice looking uh, turtles. Even though they look like the '89 cartoon, mm-hmm. they look like the best incarnation of that cartoon. You know what I mean? Like the intro movie. Where you're like, oh, fucking A. And then you watch one of the later seasons ones, and you're like, who drew this? Why has <laughs> yeah. this been done in crayon and shit? You know what I mean? I'm mean, like, yeah. seriously, like the, no, con- yeah. the continuity you're, goes off. Yeah, you're yeah. not wrong. No, you're it not goes wrong. off. I bought that whole series, too. I got the turtle van with 13 oh, yeah, discs. Yeah. And like where the freaking yep. blimp comes in, and like sometimes oh, the blimp was like... It's like, wait a minute! Did they just change scale? It's like it's like in one scene, it's this giant, huge blimp with this tiny little gondola underneath, and then all of a sudden, it's like one dude riding it. Yeah, (laughs) one turtle is able to barely pilot it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, No, it's it's. I never could get into the cartoon. I Uh, got into the comic. I got into the movie, the first one. Yeah, and but from there, I just couldn't do it. The first week, that first seven episode arc is really strong. Yeah, animation's really strong. The mm-hmm. storytelling is good. It's a solid little brick. And Absolutely, it, it fits pretty close. The and rest of it is from all there, hit yeah. or miss. It's, and the rest of it's all, all candy it's pizzas. Hit or miss, man. Yeah, <laughs> most of it's like, dude, pepperoni pizza and, and peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. And then they start dressing in trench coats and looking really weird. And it's just it's like bizarre. the one where Michelangelo thinks he's the shredder, and then like if they say shredder or Michelangelo, he's <laughs> he like flip-flops. flips personalities. That one was so goddamn awful. Shit gets crazy shit get real crazy <laughs> but no he's he's absolutely right like i in fact i my first introduction to that the the turtles was the cartoon and then a buddy of mine in uh in school goes it's like well it's it's nothing like the comic and i said there's a comic and he's like yeah so he brought me all of his copies of the eastman laird properties and i actually got to read them and i was like wow this is night and day yeah like the uh uh what the the, the mousers mousers mm-hmm brutal in yeah, the comic yeah, like yeah. they freaking tear through flesh and, and that's one and thing that they're, they're pretty brutal in this new cartoon and what i really love is baxter baxter stockman is finally a black man again <laughs> nice. just like he was in the original car, uh, comic book right instead right. of a crazy white dude who turns into a fly yeah <laughs> yeah we i do like be. jeff goldblum though <laughs> who doesn't yeah <laughs> brendel brendel stockman <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's uh, run down the PlayStation. Big PlayStation meeting happened yes. in 2013. I watched the whole thing, beginning to end. Really? Yeah, I sure did. You more patience than me. I wanted to. Or I wanted to see how it all worked out. Loser. It was over a couple of nights. Like instead of reading before I went to bed, I watched an hour. Oh, of this I got thing. you. Okay. So uh, yeah, they uh, they unveiled it. Uh, the PlayStation 4, amongst a host of uh, other tech demonstrations and presentations. Now, at its heart. The console will have an architecture similar to a PC, including a x86 CPU, a PC-esque G- a graphics processing unit, uh, a local hard drive, 8 gigabytes of unified memory. That's a DDR5, which is really, really nice memory, by the way. Uh, he also uh, the uh, 
It was also revealed the uh, DualShock 4, which was rumored prior to, featured a rounded edge design with a touchpad in the center. Additionally, includes a headphone jack, a light bar that allows users to identify which player they are, and a share button that instantly allows players to share content across PlayStation Network and social media. Uh, the DualShock 4 will work with a new sensor bar, which is able to locate the controller within the room. Also, uh, one of the new major features of the console is that the system will be able to suspend and resume gameplay. So basically, you can put it into a low-power state, yeah. go to work, come back, turn the PlayStation on, and the game will immediately resume from where you left That's off. That's a nice feature. Um, the DS does that, but with multiple titles and with multiple games at once. In addition, the system features a separate chip that is used to run background processes. Uh, enables the user to play games while they're still downloading. This yeah. chip is also used in the always-on video compression and decompression system. And using this feature, players can pause a game and export recent gameplay to a video, stream live gameplay, etc., uh, the new revamped PlayStation Network will resolve around playing with your real-life friends and integrated into other social media. Of course, they're all going to do that. Players will still be able to use an online alias, but player profiles will now also feature the user's real names and profile pictures. Besides streaming live gameplay to your friends, players will also be able to take control of your character if you are currently stuck and play your game for you from their own console. And they don't have to own a copy of the game to do that. Hmm. Oh, that's that's nice. I guess that's a real it, specific it, instance. It is, it, <laughs> but uh, there there's been a segment that has been wanting to be able to watch their friends play a game. I'm in that segment. And I like Twitch TV a lot. Yeah. So basically, yeah. I can just tune in and watch you play Catan. But yeah, I don't know I've been playing with a couple of friends. You, you and watch me friend play come Catan. on and be like, I don't have that game. <laughs> I wish I could just. You know, beam in and watch what you're doing. Katan yeah, is and if you can't get past the party, like here, fuck, let me take over. Yeah, <laughs> you would play Katan if you were going to watch. You might. I mean, it's the same Scott thing. Dunham. Yeah, it's yeah. rather passive for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's exciting watching. Mm. Sometimes it is. Sometimes yeah, I just turn that thing on, tell it, set, set all it to uh, to uh, PC controls, and just watch it go. It's right behind NASCAR. No, I don't do that. No, I don't do that. <laughs> the network will also try to predict which new titles you NASCAR. will be interested in. Based on your previous playing behavior, and preloads these games into your system so you can try them out immediately. Uh, when combined with the PlayStation Vita, players will be able to play their PS4 titles on the handheld when the television is not available, a la the Wii U. It uh, wasn't clear whether this feature will be mandatory for all titles, although Perry did state that their goal. Uh, that is their goal. He also indicated that cloud gaming will be used to bring titles from previous generations into the service, but the platform itself was confirmed to not natively support PlayStation 3 titles. And Activision uh, CEO Eric Hersberg then confirmed that the newly revealed Bungie game Destiny was coming to the PS4 and feature content exclusive to the PlayStation platforms. That's kind of the basic layout of the whole thing. Halo on the PlayStation 4. Yeah. How long, no, did, no, how well, long was this announcement? Well, it's in that universe. Sorry. How long it's did the whole thing take? Yeah. Two hours. Two hours. It was it's a two-hour long it's presentation. A thing. Crazy. Yeah. It was big. But it was full of tech demos and and this game coming to it. And, and the games are stunning. Absolutely stunning on it. But I mean, it's, it's modern PC architecture. The games were yeah. stunning for PS3 demos, too. And we all know what came up with some of those. Well, yeah, it's a but Hill Zone but comes to mind. And yeah, I mean, no, no one's really all that excited about Kill Zone. Put me in that. Well, but, but it so looks great. All right. It looks, it looked, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's huge. The amount of the... It's a non-issue the, for me. I won't be buying one right off the bat. As long as what we were seeing was actual there you playing go. tech demo and not some kind of pre-rendered thing, which we have right, seen yeah. in the past. Yeah. Got burned by. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I got a feeling that this... Because, one, that's what PCs are able to do now. And okay. this is basically a high-end current PC. Yes. So. Which means it'll be outdated in six months, right around the time of release. Well, well that, but that, that's that, most but that much mem- is, but yeah. that much memory in there is yeah. is helpful. Yeah, is going to be mm-hmm. help it go a long way. So, yeah. all right. It's, uh, I mean, it's the 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 one issue that, from a hardware standpoint, uh, hardware guys are are pointing out is the the unified memory right now is uh, being a potential uh, uh, performance bottleneck because. It's using a faster memory set, but it's using... Because unified memory means that both the CPU and the graphics processing unit, the GPU, are using the same bank of memory simultaneously, um, as opposed to having RAM for the CPU and then the DDR5 memory for the GPU. And they're saying that it uh, you know, could potentially slow down things uh, as the... you know processor would get into heavier lifting although they said that there's some software um offloading like offloading a lot of the major processing onto the graphics processing unit which typically um has more cores anyway uh so which could easily be done in an update yeah. and i heard too Possibly, that yeah. it's going to be very similar in architectural design to the next uh xbox like they're going yeah, to be very similar machines. Microsoft hasn't won't comment on anything, but sure. the rumors coming out are that yeah, it's going to use that same x86, mm-hmm. uh, basically PC guts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're almost going to be interchangeable. And while they are quote unquote custom mm-hmm. uh, CPUs, they're not as custom as the previous generation for the 360 or the PS3. In fact, that was a big. Part of the reason the PS3 did not get as many exclusive games right up front is that it was ridiculously difficult to pro- yeah, uh, to program for that cell processor. Cells that they had to fuck around. Well, yeah. it was an eight-cell processor, and Crazy. each they said each cell had to use a different programming compiler. So you're literally having to program your game eight times until later on there was uh, some development software that came along that actually allowed you to multitask when you were doing your programming. But anyway, I mean... Crazy. So learn by their mistakes. Yeah, they... Yeah. Uh, actually, both, I guess, think both uh, them and Microsoft and decided, well, if we go with more... Get ready to try some new mistakes. Go, Yeah. Go with more, quote-unquote, <laughs> off-the-shelf parts. They'll be able to bring the costs down instead of going with all these ridiculously custom... I got a feeling we'll be hearing from Microsoft in May. Probably. That, that, that's my gut feeling. Before E3, about... Three weeks before E3, they'll have their big unveil, or maybe like even the day before, because a lot of a lot of companies are doing that now. It's like, oh well, our big industry um, convention is coming up. Why don't we put our thing a day or two before, or even the week before? I mean, in the past, Microsoft's had their own like Sunday unveil, oh, yeah. whatever. But uh, we shall see. The the stakes are so high that they kind of need to do their own thing too. They can't make it a part of E3. Yeah. Mm. Just, just just the perception alone will yeah, hurt that's it. True. And yeah, by the way, we got Vegas bookies out there actually taking bets to who the console generation winner will be. 
you can actually make bets. Really? Yeah. I like it. Well, I mean, if Microsoft... And, and believe it or not, Sony is actually the out front because they've actually shown something. Because so. they've shown something. Yeah, yeah. That's, but currently they're the, the front. Runner. Although I still think Microsoft has a, a huge advantage with the whole Xbox Live architecture that they've already established. And Sony is still trying to get their online network. If that network. shit will translate. Yeah. Well, the, the, but the thing that Sony still has above Microsoft is that theirs is free. You can it's play true. with friends without paying sixty bucks a year. True. So it's it's not as strong, but I I'll bet you in this generation it'll be stronger. It's possible. So, but we'll see. Who knows? We shall see. Anyway, that's the first salvo, folks. Now, uh, in sad news, depending on where you go for your internet stuff, uh, Polygon obtained an email sent by Vivek Shah, the uh, CEO of Ziff Davis. <laughs> which recently acquired IGN, to all IGN employees, in which it was announced that 1UP.com, GameSpy.com, and Ugo.com are all to be shuttered in the near future. It has been uh, made clear when the websites will be shut down definitely. According to the report by Polygon, some editorial staff have been made uh, redundant by the move, but a significant portion will be integrated into the IGN team. Besides shutting down 1UP, GameSpy, and Ugo, uh, Ziff Davis will also be looking to sell off IGN's professional gaming league, IGL. So, oh, that's sad. Yeah, Ziff uh, Davis. I uh, used clean to listen house. to a lot of. Uh, you were a one-up one up man. I was a one-up guy for a while. Yeah, but, but you're saying that in past tense. You don't listen to it anymore. I haven't for a long time. No, Retronauts got totally up its own ass. Uh, it was good for a while. Up its own ass. Up its own ass. Just. Well, one up its own. Yeah, one up its own ass. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and, it, and, it was, and you could, I mean, all of it. The, the couple, they had a couple of really good podcasts, but there was a shift where they had a sell off and they changed ownership and a bunch of people left ship, and you could really feel like the the quality just kind of took a took hmm. a hit. And well, um, quality always takes a hit when there's less and less competition. Yeah, you know, people aren't aren't digging deep for those exclusives. Well, it wasn't or, even about exclusives; it was just about the just the content. But uh, well, uh, the content too, though. The, just the vibe of the the people vibe just of the essentially copy each other's content now. And then yes, like, here you but go. the vibe of the speakers on their podcasts is all I'm saying. But uh, it's sad because they did have some good stuff for a while. Hopefully, yeah. They'll, Hopefully they'll all land on their feet. Good luck, right. gents. Well, the good stuff will probably get swallowed up by yeah. IGN. The cream rises, baby. We got a cream rises. A Jay and Silent Bob animated movie is coming. I heard Yay, about this. I love that animated series. It is not directed by Kevin Smith, uh, though it will star uh, Ke- uh, Jason Mewes and possibly Smith if Bob actually says anything. Uh, additional voice talents include uh, Neil Gaiman, Eliza Dushku, and John Lovitz. Why'd you put your fucking mic down? What's wrong with Dushku? I'm out. <laughs> she did a great job as Catwoman in uh in Great Job? Yes, in uh in okay. Arkham City? In that no, little, Batman no, no, no. Year One. Arkham City? The, uh, Batman Year ba- One. Batman Year Seven? Batman Year One in that little short. She did a great job. You didn't like her in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back? And she was great in, Yeah, Dushku, she was great dude. in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers. It'll so, be uh, rolling out funny on funny name. <laughs> It's true. It's uh, it'll be uh, rolling out on tour with the live Q and A's, just like Red State, with 18 dates announced so far. Uh, made for a budget of sixty nine thousand dollars, it was directed by Steve Stark, who got the gig after he animated an episode of Smith's Smodcast and tweeted it to the stars. Okay. So, so go see the Q and A's if you want to see it early, but don't worry. Just like Red State, you'll you'll find it. All right, Barnaby, that's what you got to do. Put together a God show yeah. animated film. <laughs> UGC. $69. That's your budget. 
quite a that's quite a slashing of the budget. Well, I know. I mean, you know, it's just zeros, man. It's just zeros. <laughs> Chop three zeros yep. off. That's true. <laughs> I, you're right. There are about four or five zeros in this room right now. Yep. You can do it. You can do it. I have faith in you. If we believe the scoop over at Latino Review, because they've been wrong before, Harrison Ford's return as the roguish Han Solo is apparently a done deal. Not only that, but apparently the deal is big, though they have no details to give. Just a few months back, Ford was reported to have uh, quite the open to the idea of reprising the role of Han Solo, but only if he got to have a death scene. All right. So that's, uh, so yeah, rumory, but that's that. How often do you read Latino Review? Uh, dude, Apparently have you read you Latino? Read it a lot. They get the goddamn scoop. I don't know how they do it. Latino they get review. goddamn scoops. I guess they do. It, it, how do they do it? And it's because of the sometimes seduct- that the, they are. You know why scoops. it is? Nobody pays attention when the maid's in the room. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you might not be far off, or it could be the seductive, uh, the seductive Latinas in uh, all of those telenovelas, <laughs> working their magic in Hollywood. My apologies, Se- to the Latinas. Seducing. Uh, <laughs> No, take a drink, folks. Of Antonio Banderas. That's it. It could be Anto- Antonio <laughs> Banderas. Ha- Salma Hayek. You say is no to Antonio oh. Banderas. Salma Hayek. Or Salma Good, Hayek. sweet mother of Christ. Oh. Rock Dino Mite. <laughs> I would treat you like dirt. You will love me for it. Explosivo. <laughs> Salma Hayek. Ay. Caliente, Salma Hayek. Caliente. Tu es caliente. Un dinamite. Salma Hayek es en fuego Arriba I didn't think I could be more offended By, by anything than your Chinese But I think what? I may have just been you don't, you don't know yet we're, just a, wait. we're a multilingual show That's right Rock band developer Harmonix has confirmed That the game's franchise's weekly song updates Will be brought to an end on April 2nd Developers said they have scaled down production of downloadable tracks in order to transition to other projects. Quote, with several new titles in development and developers needed to usher those games along, April 2nd will be the last weekly DLC release for Rock Band, said Harmonix. Mm. Harmonix has been able to keep up their weekly release schedule for 275 consecutive weeks, releasing over 4,000 songs for the Rock Band network platform. Releases in the coming weeks include the remaining tracks for their Rock Band Blitz, Pro Guitar Upgrades, and a handful of artists who have not yet appeared on Rock Band. So, I did. I mean, is the game still that popular that they're still? Uh, well, the well, game obviously not because the like, game yeah, has no, it, it is the it game is, still so. has its core audience and yeah. it is still a very much a party game. Yeah. Um, however, because of the great rock game influx of two thousand nine. And yeah. that pretty much destroyed the whole genre. Yeah. I mean, that's six years, basically, of them putting out a new and, game. And, and I'm still very loyal. I've, getting, yeah. I haven't been on there for a while, and I probably dropped 50 bucks in rock band tracks the other the other day, like literally last week. Well, mm-hmm. but you have a problem. I do have a problem, well, I and everything. it's awesomeness. I bought all their DLC <laughs> for the Beatles, um, and yeah. I wish they'd done more. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got... Lots of DLC for my rock band. To more than I, more than I've even played. In fact, I, I got a feeling that once we transition to the next Xbox or whatever, the Xbox 360 will remain the rock band cl- platform with all of those songs can, on. Yeah, it. I hope they can keep all that stuff over there. Yeah, because uh, it's my understanding, the uh, next Xbox. I mean, this is again rumory, but uh, I mean, this is not unusual. But the controllers that wireless controllers usually currently use for your Xbox. 
cannot be used for the next system. Of, oh, course, of course, not. that's rare that a console earlier controller works with the next console. Right. But when you're concluding all these big wireless toys for Rock Band, yeah, yeah, yeah that's a bummer. Why translate your stuff over unless they release the next Rock Band, which say, is possible? Did you just say translate? Yeah, I did. Translate is the official term mm-hmm. for taking your Rock Band music and over into the next generation. <laughs> See, I thought it was getting a, a blowjob from a tranny. <laughs> Or blowing too. a tranny. Well, One that's of the, the second that's definition. That's definition two. Transfilation. <laughs> Transfilation. Jesus Christ. Uh, Sony actually also confirmed after their press conference that the current generation of wireless controllers for the PS3 will not work for the PS4. Indeed. So, not, a, not a big surprise. I mean, no, yeah. not a big surprise, but it, it's official now. But there, 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 there is a big, big point that now there's all these this extra stuff that... Mm-hmm. That previous consoles didn't necessarily have, so right. that that means a bigger deal for those who have the the Rock Band set right. up and everything. Just ask anybody that bought that uh, Xbox uh, uh, giant robot game. What was that called? Oh, Steel Battalion. Steel Battalion. Oh. Yeah. Is there a very specific controller yeah. for that? That yeah. is it's... a controller made for one game that is about the size of our coffee table. Yep. Nice. Darren has it. I've played it. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's nuts. So, and it's tough to play too. It's really yeah. hard. Can... Unforgiving. You're basically piling a robot with didn't, all the didn't controls. Didn't skills buy the the one for the uh, the connect? He oh, got that version. given to him as a oh. gift, unfortunately. Oh, Lordy. He got oh, rid of it. I him. think finally it's the well, he didn't. They didn't know. They they were a non-game person, and they, they thought they thought they, you know, secretly they, thought they, they were being nice. They didn't know. Boy, if you want to say fuck you to your know. significant other, buy the new Steel Battalion for yeah, Connect. People didn't know. Yeah, it's Why the is mo- that? I mean, it's, it's the most broken game ever. It doesn't work. Broken, unplayable. It doesn't like like it's criminal. Like there should be there may be a class action lawsuit. I don't know what the stand. It's really bad. Like it's a non-working game. You can't make it do stuff. There's yeah. apparently yeah. like something like twenty or thirty um, virtual switches, and the Connect like maps your movement. So you have to like look down, like physically look down, and then the Connect sees you look down, and then it changes the screen uh, supposedly to A the control menu. panel, and then you have to like oh. pretend like you're flipping on these switches to start the mech. It's all garbage. Get and me then, away from that shit. And then look back up. <laughs> garbage. <to> guide it, <laughs> and then it just like... Put a fucking stick in my hand. Yeah. I don't play video games. To go, act like I'm dancing a fucking shimmy shoe. I want to fucking put a stick in my hand, press one button, and my character dances the shimmy shoe without me doing anything. Well, well, not to mention, you're, like, you're used modern to... warfare drones are using Xbox-style controllers. Exactly. So. Actual drones. Yeah. Real drones. Not from modern warfare. The, no, yeah, Real not drones. from modern warfare. But, like, current... Current yeah. uh, You're talking about modern technology. Warfare. And Paul, we already know you just want to put a stick in your hand because you talk about it <laughs> Thank all, God all just the time saying. on this show. Put a stick in my hand and let me pro- do my Jimmy Jew. <laughs> came your, in with a stick in my hand. There's your T-shirt. Put a stick in my hand. Let me do my Jimmy Jew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even get it. <laughs> Alan Moore watch. Uh, it's been a few decades since Alan Moore and David Lloyd teamed up. He's coming out with an Alan Moore watch. Yes, <laughs> it's very furry and it berates you it's, for liking. It's comics. a Watchman watch. It's, a, it's, <laughs> it's always it's always Alan Moore time. <laughs> uh, Alan Moore and David Lloyd teamed up for the acclaimed V Vendetta the comic. The it says, "You've got more time. You've got more time. <laughs> Alan, more time." God damn it. <laughs> One more time. They're back together again. This time around, Moore and Lloyd are putting together the first issue of Occupy Comics, art and stories inspired by Occupy Wall Street. 
with comics inspired by the grassroots Occupy political movement. The project comes from Black Mask Studios, which was founded by comic writer Steve Niles, Bad Religion guitarist Brett uh, Gerweitz, and film director Matt Pizzolo. Other comic book talents that have signed that have signed on includes Charlie Aldred of uh, Walking Dead, Art Spiegelman of Mouse, Mike Aldred of Mad Men, uh, Mad Man, sorry, J. M. Mateus of Justice League, Ben Templesmith of Thirty Days of Night, Molly Crabapple of Shell Game. I'm and sorry, Mo- Molly Crabapple of Shell Game. All right. And Wu Tang Clan's RZA, the RZA, the RZA, and uh, Ghostface Killer. Yeah, they're involved. Those guys are so. Occupy wore the the V for Vendetta mask, the Guy Fox mask. They did, and now this is going back around and yep, paying back some more. The V for Vendetta crew. Uh, Most of the yeah. Most of the comics produced by Black Mask will be steeped in political commentary, but with some sci-fi and supernatural underpinnings. Pizzolo said the project will aim to make a difference through art, and they'll even be dabbling through some cross-media efforts. Quote, the way to put together the slate is with wanting to push the boundaries of what can be done in comics. One of the chief goals is to expand the audience of comics. We are trying to do that by bringing in different sensibilities, like Wu-Tang and the hard sci-fi and futurism with madcap energy. Remember remember books like Transmetropolitan? You don't see much of that today. So, No, you don't. And t- Transmet, what a good good book. Yes, it is. I need to finish that. I need to get that whole series. I, I, I didn't care for it. You, you didn't like, like it? Transmet? Don't, don't like, like, Spider don't like Jerusalem? Spider Jerusalem? Well, I mean, uh, I read it like eight years ago. Maybe times have changed. I mean, I'm because I, I, you, you were giving, you were getting rid of it to turn out your herd, yeah, um, as it were. And I was reading it uh, recently. I, I, it's okay. I like, I like the animation style because mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's strange. It's like a really harsh story, but sometimes the animation isn't harsh. No, like it's a, you know what I mean? It's like a, it doesn't always match up. But I kind of like that about mm-hmm. it. I think the problem I have with it is is that the city is so busy. Oh yeah, that, that, I can't focus on this on what's happening. You know what I mean? We're I talk about pages of art that you could just look at. Yeah, it's just there's too always busy, something though. in some corner. And I know that, that that's the whole point. Like the city is out of control and it's, yeah. too, it's too busy. But I think it is too busy for me to to uh, enjoy the comic. You'd have trouble with top ten then too, probably. You know what I mean? It's weird. It's like yeah. It's it's like it's too it's too many notes. Okay. To quote Amadeus, but uh, but you know I mean it just it's uh it's a little overwhelming. I mean I kind of like the idea of this crazy rogue journalist who's dragged back every time I think I'm out they pull me back in kind of guy. So that was cool. That Mm -hmm. aspect of it was cool. So I might try the second one. I mean I finished the first one and I'll get the second one. Well, good. At least you made it through. Yeah, well, you know. I think it does pick up with the second two. Yeah. Yeah. The first one is really kind of laying down the brickwork, and then it kind of jumps off from there. Yeah. Damn exposition. Well, as exposition goes, it's it's not very expositiony. I mean, no, I mean it pretty much just well jumps handled, in. Yeah. But there's a fair amount of him like, yeah, the city, I left the city, and this is why I left the city. Okay, well, I get it, you left the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He lived up in them hills and grew his hair out long, like <laughs> the fool. <clears throat> Uh, we already knew that Paul Giamatti was on board, but that's not the last of the major casting news for Amazing Spider-Man 2. There were rumors that British actor Felicity Jones would be joining the cast, but confirmation has officially come through. Who she'll be playing is kept a mystery, but the big rumor is she'll be taking on another mar- major Marvel character, Black Cat. Uh, this would make for a heavily stuffed cast. Yeah, it's going to be garbage. It's going to be starting to feel Felicity like three. Jones. Paul Giamatti is supposed to be Rhino, yes. right? Yep, and okay. you, and they also got uh, who's uh, Electro? 
Uh, Jamie Foxx. Jamie, Jamie Foxx is Electro. Is oh, are they doing that? Are they just putting like nine? They're you know, building yeah. up to the Sinister Six. They might. It might even be the Sinister Six so, by the time yeah, it gets done just, here. They Maybe they just, decided we can't build up to it. Let's just jump in. Well, who fucking cares anymore? The costume looks good. Looks like Spider Man, but well, that's even more well, of me they, going. Well, pff, who cares? If they can expand <laughs> it out, you know, Amazing Spider Man Part Two, Part One. <laughs> you know, it's oh, you mean uh, yeah, like the, yeah. Give, 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 give it the final Twilight treatment or the oh, final uh, Harry Potter treatment. Yeah, yeah. But no, they, to make a story mm, complex uh, and and decent enough that you can fit that many characters in it. Just don't if you, do that. I, well, I would say yes. Make that a would TV be... miniseries about the backgrounds of the villains. Just present a villain. Don't give me every every villain's gonna have to have a fucking origin. And if they do that, it's gonna be terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when it ruins. I just I want agree. a bad guy to show up and fuck shit up. Exactly. I don't need you to go. Guess why this guy's a bad guy? And guess why he's sympathetic? I don't fucking care. He's a bad guy, and Spider-Man's going to beat his ass. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, If you look at the Spider-Man stories in the Shit comics... Shit on my face. Spider-Man fighting the, okay. the bad guy is, is just a small little aspect. The real drama is what's going on in Peter Parker's life and how he's dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man fighting the bad guy is kind of released to Peter Parker and dealing with the, Part of the, problem the is drama of life. We've, we've, we have so many anti-heroes now in our society and in our storytelling that we feel like we have to give everyone's story full value. Yeah. And, like, and, and we can't, for some reason, we can't embrace it. Like you're saying... This guy's bad, and all yeah. we need to ca- all that matters is he's bad. Yeah, it's like who Electro. Who crap? cares? But like, why? Yeah, like the Shocker. When the Shocker comes into the, a Spider-Man comic book, you know he's he de- <laughs> you know he's gonna get his ass beat, and you don't fucking care. Yeah. you don't have the slot. You're like, fuck Shocker. He's always doing <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> fuck that guy. Two yeah, because every other two. every other villain. They're yeah. trying to. I mean, you got Venom. Yeah. Ever since Venom, they're like, "Oh, every villain is a chance to spin off an antihero comic book." Yeah. Well, it's like, no, yeah. we don't Fuck need that. that. Shit. No bullshit. The I Vulture mean, is evil. Doctor yeah. Octopus is evil. Green Goblin is evil. Rhino's he, just out of his fucking mind. Yeah, yeah. And, and no I don't care why. about the story. I don't care about the story. Show me a dude in a rhinoceros outfit running amok and bashing through Fuck walls. Up, I'll shit. go. Yeah. Oh man. Holy <laughs> hell. And. That's more frightening. This totally unexplainable maniac. Yes. This yeah. person. It's just what I preach. Chaos. To, it's just, just what pure I, chaos. Just what I preach to my improv guys. Like, stop explaining your scenes away. You take away the mystery. Yeah. Leave it to the imaginations. Who knows how this motherfucker got a rhino skin around him? Mm. Who cares? That's not important. Yeah. What's important is he <laughs> is going to kill you. That is yeah. right it is yeah. one of the things that makes the Dark Knight work is they don't. He gets four excuses for how he got yeah, his mouth cut. Yeah, exactly. Because it's all bullshit because it doesn't fucking matter. Because it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. It doesn't he, matter. The, the end of that movie gets a little clogged up because then he tries to have a reason he for why he's doing it. tries to actually really explain it. But, explain it all and that's why it weakens but thank because God, it becomes an explanation. But thank God you get the Alfred Pennyworth and it's just some men just want to watch to the world bad. burn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's just like that. It's, oh, thank you. Some there people are just, just like some baddies. Shit exactly. Yeah. And some people... Some people Whoa, are just fucked up. Some people up. are going to try and fix it. I mean, that's look at uh, an entirely different genre, but no country for old men. We never find out why that character is no! so yeah. fucking evil. Yeah. No! He's just pure evil. And don't even know who's that. pulling his strings. Which is and what even, that whole movie's about. Yep. I can't live in a place where I can't understand what it is I'm fighting. Yep. You know, it's yep. like, that's what that whole well, movie's about. You're right, it makes it much scarier. In yeah. film school and script writing, we talked about that too, is because you don't, it's like your hero in, in a, hero villain type script 
you're typically your hero is not going to know why a villain is the way that he is. So why would you necessarily need to present that to the audience unless you're trying to make the Gain audience sympathy. feel something for this character? Yeah. Which it's is like which, which is what ruined Batman two, the Burton one, yeah. because. Penguin oh, became yeah. such a sympathetic, sad piece of shit. No, you loved him. You loved him. You loved yeah. him, and you didn't want to see him get yeah. hurt. No, even when he was biting people in the face, you're like, you're like, guy's damn great. Right he is. <laughs> I'd least, do it too if I were that guy. Yeah. At least my nose isn't gushing blood. Yeah, exactly. What? It's just so, that's an arm fist. That's a pumping I mean? moment right yeah, there. Yeah. It's just fun. And then it's like, what? No, now he's going, why? What's ha- Why are things bad? It's more that thing of where we feel we have to spoon feed everything to everyone. And yeah. we don't have to spoon feed it to everybody, but... At this point, I gotta believe people that go see movies are pretty dumb. I go see movies, but you do. <laughs> but but do you blindly go see everything opening weekend? No, I mean I did when I was uh, when I had money. I would just go to see shows. Okay, because I but that was to your indulgence. Stuff. That was my entertainment. That's but, what I did. Yeah. I didn't sit and play video games for eight hours. I would go uh, and watch a movie or two. All right, I don't you know, know, man. It just seems like there's so much you can just do there's, in the home. There's some shit I don't watch because I'm I'm not going to watch that. Sure, yeah. I don't know though. Yeah, god damn it. I get no, but I agree. They honestly believe Hollywood honestly believes the average film goer. Is a moron. Yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe they're right. Yeah, maybe and they we're might all dummies. be maybe because they keep dummies. making a lot of money with these movies. Yeah, they do. So they're clearly nope. not yeah, too far do. off base. Nope. Mm. That though, that new Spider-Man didn't get Raimi numbers, did it? No, it mm-hmm. it did all right at the box office. I mean, it mm-hmm. did. It made money. It, mm-hmm. it made money, but it didn't make it, the for that kind of movie. It came and went. Yeah. For that kind of movie. It was yeah. supposed to be that huge really more tentpole. Blockbuster. Yeah. yeah. Let's reinvent. And that's sh- part of the whole changing. Yeah. Everybody staying home, watching shit at home, too. There's some of that. But, There's yeah. some of that. There but it was, just wasn't but it very good. also coming off of, you know, the Avengers and right. bigger tentpole films. The it Avengers just wasn't and very Battleship. Yeah. I mean, and how see, do you compete? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, well, that's the worst part about the Spider-Man reboot is that it can't be tied into the greater Marvel Universe. Yeah. That is what makes it. It was made so it could. And honestly, and like this... I am in the second month of my life since I was 13 when I have not been every month collecting a Spider-Man comic book. I have stopped. Wow. Because it's just shit. Is it? It's so just it shit. Apart? Yeah, they've destroyed it. That, that, that is, It's going to take a real long time before it comes like back. Time for another deal. type reboot? Another, not even that. It's like just, it's another deal with the devil? No, just it's gonna. It's just it's he's he's. They've done it. I mean, it might be done. The story might just be done. Well, yeah. What is that? Fifty years of telling that story. It's close. Yeah, yeah. It might just be done. Fifty years. Yeah, of they've, telling the same they've done a lot of permutation. And that's the thing. It's like you've seen all these different things in the comic book where like uh, Osborne becomes kind of a, a heroic figure, yeah. and then Harry becomes kind of a heroic figure. Everybody's had their moment in the spotlight yeah. because they've just had to beat out but so many stories. There's another problem, too. They're making films based on stories that are 30, 40 years long, but it took 15 years of that character before they were like, well, maybe we should start explaining what this character is. Yeah. It yeah. took 15 years yeah. of this maniac and then going, you know, we're a little tired of just seeing a maniac. Maybe we should understand why the maniac's a maniac. Yeah. And now in the movie, they're like, well, that's what we do. People are going to be upset if we don't show that. Yeah, no. I think they'd be fine if you just they'd showed They'd be really as, fine if yeah. you just show people being really bad. That's just the thing with the lizard. It's like, who cared? Who cared? The lizard. Who cares? Uh, yeah. Oh, poor lizard. 
Well, fuck you, lizard. Yeah. He wanted to get his arm back. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah I like the movie, but I could, yeah, I couldn't get too much for the lizard. I enjoyed the movie okay, but yeah, were we supposed to care for that lizard? I don't know. Because he's the bad guy. Yeah. He's a bad dude. Yeah. And, and I they felt like they were trying to make bit. us feel like it was a sad tale yeah. of misfortune and uh-huh. how he was mistreated. But at the same time, they played him real evil. Once he turned into the <laughs> lizard, he was a fucking monster. Yeah. yeah. But as then, he should have been. And then it's just it's Weird. just fucked up. That whole thing is just yeah. fucked up. Very because Jekyll and Hyde. because it wasn't but it wasn't as Jekyll and Heidi as it needed to be if they really wanted to make it that. Like yeah. even in his in his professor form, he was all kind of like Parker. Yeah. Why don't you he come little, help me with I my thought he was research. a pedophile in the first yeah, scene. Yeah, it's like oh it's like <laughs> What? I did. I thought he was a pedophile in the first scene. Yeah, it's like, dude, no, you're supposed to be this kindly professor who just has this other side. Stupid. Shit on it all. Shit on you, Hollywood, you fucking (laughs) ass. I was seriously thinking about this today driving over. I was thinking about when was the last time I really enjoyed a Spidey book. Part of it has to do with my age. But when McFarlane took over and did the reboot, and he did make it really dark. But people were evil. That fucking first torment storyline is oh, evil. Yeah. Yeah. Evil. The what was it? The the wife of Craven coming back to inflict his revenge. Mm, yeah. You know, and, the, and then you see an evil version of the lizard in that storyline too. It's like, yeah, it's just wicked. You know, Spider Man gets his ass handed to him by forces outside of his control, truly wicked and bent on nothing but revenge, not about their own personal journey, just trying to fuck up Spider Man. And that's when it was cool. I don't know, man. Yeah. We've lost that. It's good versus evil, and they keep trying to muddy that simple. Make thing. it gray yep. versus gray. Yeah, yeah, and and I understand that it's fascinating if your good has some evil in it, or if your evil has some good in it. But to have both of them have both, it just gets fuzzy. Then yeah, it's too. It's you got to have yeah. one that's solidly. Which just, will be an interesting thing to know. see what they do with the Superman stuff. It's like watching neutral, neutral fight neutral, neutral. It's not that entertaining. <laughs> nope. But. One of them needs to be more extreme. One of them has to be on an extreme end. Mm-hmm. Extreme. Yeah. Well, AMC has gotten its hands on the master of science fiction fantasy horror writer Dan Simmons' 2007 novel, The Terror. According to Deadline, Scott Free TV, Television 360, and producer Alexandra Michelin are developing the story while writer David Ka- well, here we go. Kajganich. David Kajganich, who did The Invasion and Blood Creek, is attached to adapt the screenplay for the pilot. The Terror is a fictionalized retelling of the true life story of the lost expedition of the HMS Erebus and the HMS Terror. Both ships disappeared mysteriously while on a voyage to the Arctic in 1847. Deadline reports that, quote, The terrorists said in 1847, when the crew of the Royal Navy expedition to find the Arctic's treacherous Northwest Passage discovers instead a monstrous predator, a cunning and vicious gothic horror that stalks the ships in a desperate game of survival, the consequences of which could endanger the region and the native people forever. The thing? Very much so. Uh, But uh, I vouch for Dan Simmons. He's written some of the coolest horror novels I've ever read. I feel like AMC is really trying to become like an HBO well, with their TV show. Talk yeah. about reaching high, yeah. sending a television show in the mid-1800s on a ship in the Arctic. Did you ever see that episode of Lost where things almost turned awesome? No. Where they found I the ship? I didn't see that episode. I didn't know that episode existed. Yeah, there's a couple. About, uh, there's Black a couple. Rock. <laughs> yeah. Where they find the boat, where they yeah. find the ship. Oh, with all the, the dynamite. The on secondary it? one, I think. After they find, they go back to. Well, no, I guess they found that the ship, and then and the, then there's a story about the ship actually yeah. arriving on the island. Oh, I didn't with, see the story uh, about the ship. Yeah, got the story there. about how the, the ship Ricard, got there. The Black Richard, Rock. Richard, yeah. 
Yeah, Ricardo, the Black Ricardo, Rock. Richard, whatever. Yeah, the guy who's been there we for have centuries. To find Black Rock. Oh, it's the name of a ship. Yeah, brilliant. It, dynamite, <laughs> dynamite. But there is something cool about the whole that time period uh, with horror stuff thrown in there. That's really that can be yeah. fun. Well, that's uh, I, I definitely mean, as soon as I saw that, my brain went somewhere. And of course, the show went crappy. Place. The show went to shit. But yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it was. It was all of a sudden. You're like, oh, oh, yay! This oh, could be really oh, cool. Oh, that's, oh, I mean, if that's read Frankenstein. I mean, that's the reason to read that book. That book is great. If you've it never is, read the book Frankenstein, by the way, mm-hmm. shame on you because you should read it. I haven't. It I is, need to. It is one of the great novels I think of all time. Yeah. It really is. And the whole beginning of that book, there, he's on a ship in the middle of the Arctic chasing Frankenstein's monster, and you're like, yeah. is this Frankenstein? Like it's. The what's the story you know of Frankenstein sure. and you start reading your book and you're like, is this, this uh, I don't know this book. Like, yeah. what is this story? And then you're like, this story is so much better than any movie version that's ever been made. Mm-hmm. But um, no, yeah, MC, a, uh, MCM. MCM, AMC, I love his work. MCM, he's one of my favorite DJs. MCA, represent. Uh, MCA, sure. Peace. Uh, and then MAC, uh, Mac, I eat there frequently, sadly. Mm-hmm. And then uh, AMC. <laughs> Uh, is doing uh, yeah with you know Breaking Bad and Walking Dead and Mad Men, which I'm not crazy about. I Breaking Bad is the greatest. I love show my I've Mad Men, but Mad Men is high quality show. And you yeah. and my girlfriend watch the same the damn television. You know, <laughs> you and my girlfriend watch the same television. It's probably true. Uh, Downton Abbey. Oh, the the finale to this long. one, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, spoiler you alert. I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Yeah. Season three finale. Yeah. Some people really. I had. I was attacked because of it. Really? Bye. Yes, she was upset at me because of the season finale. Did you laugh? I did. Yeah, I did too. Uh, <laughs> I did too. I laughed because I, I saw it coming. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. really? Yeah. It was really? It was a little, was, if I'd it was a little over the head the at room, that point. I would have been like, that's about to happen. And yeah. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? No. What did I just well, tell the crazy. Well, here's the crazy <laughs> thing about my wife is she is a spoiler fiend. Oh, yeah. She reads everything. <laughs> she knows the plots of every show she's going to see years Before in advance. She, really? Loves Why? that shit. I don't know. Does she read the end she of a book doesn't like she to reads. be surprised. She uh. has very little tolerance for anything surprising her. As testament to every time I come in the bedroom, she freaks the fuck <laughs> out. <laughs> it doesn't matter what time of night. It can be eight in the evening. It can be two in the morning. I walk in the bedroom, start taking off my jacket. I, oh, oh. I mean, hair trigger on that woman. Well, you um, every time you come to the bedroom, to be fair, you do have a new costume, and it's probably it's true. Yeah, too. I have an oompa band behind me. Oh, shit, the fuck. Perhaps if you text her like three minutes no, before you go in. Honestly, I can be as silent as the grave, and it's go 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 go. You scared the death out of me. Well, you do have that crazy beard now. No. No, no, no. She is just a jumpy jump, and she sleeps as light as anything. And it's the worst because I am so noise obsessed. I can't sleep without plugging headphones in my ears and watching Netflix. That's how I go to sleep. I turn on a movie. I can't sleep without it. I'm a noise fiend. Uh, But anyway, that Downton thing, uh, the expression on the individual's face really got me chuckling yeah. because it's similar another spoiler if you haven't seen um well that's that's not really a spoiler but um if you've seen <laughs> i've watched every episode on netflix of sons of anarchy much to my shame is it's the I've, worst i got thing. a lot of friends who love that i've not so seen it still. shit from what really? i was saying the so first season's bad. pretty okay the first yeah yeah it got me it got because me hooked it's, it's a hamlet story right or uh, it is yeah yeah it's it's an extrapolated Drawn out, yeah. overplayed, bullshit Hamlet. Yeah. But <laughs> you gotta love Katie Seagal. 
You do. There's some good stuff going on episode to episode. It depends on where you fall in. But at a certain point, you go, oh, it's a bunch of evil people having evil things done to them. Well, serves them fucking right. (laughs) I mean, there's really not a sympathetic character in the lot. There's not. But on top of that, there's this one point where (laughs) one guy gets shot in the gut with a shotgun and they used it in the promo for the next week and the week after and you watched it every time of him getting shot in the gut with a shotgun and he makes this face which hello radio listeners um this face that just goes it goes like (laughs) he crosses his eyes has a crazy look on his face like oh i've been shot like and it's every time i watched it i was like oh Oh, it just like looks so dumb and silly. It took all the pathos and 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 feeling out of that that death, yeah. and it just made me go, "Oh, I'm watching kids having fun." Well, there's something about playing series pretend. now. Like we're watching all these series, and these series are great. We have amazing series on right now. We do we really have some enjoy good watching. Ones. But and, and and there's kind of a revival to that now. But one thing we're kind of one problem that we're coming into is, in order to keep that those stories going. There has to be those dramatic moments, and you and can you never keep ramping it up. They, th- you can never have a happy ending. It's your rare. Sh- your it's show, well, and here, well, the thing your is, your cliffhanger is very rarely a happy. Yeah, ending. The, you can, we're we're learning. Most of these shows are based on British shows. Yeah, even the one with America, and we're learning that you've got to have some characters die. Yeah. And British shows are great about it because they mm. know their show might last three seasons. And that's what? Well, oftentimes, season six, of them 18 is, episodes tops. Yeah. Right, because yeah. the season of them is like six. Yeah, so they get, yeah. get some shit done. But I think oftentimes... It condenses the writing. It makes it better. Oftentimes, that's a matter of... They're like, that's all this story is. Exactly. We don't want to... You know, yeah. the net, it's not necessarily that the net or BBC has no, said no more. No, not at all. It's sometimes it's the writers and the creators have said, no, that's the story we and wanted to tell. kill them while they're pretty, man. I mean, man. that's uh, F- yeah. Faulty Towers. That was kill John Cleese. He pretty. was like, yep. two, two seasons, that's all I got. I'm done. Yeah. It's and also that show's hilarious. It's also a difference in the contract situations. In, in, in England, they're signed to like X number of episodes. Mm-hmm. Whereas like out here, you know, whether the show gets picked up or not, they sign the talent to like a five-year contract so they yeah. know that if it gets picked up and if it continues, they've got various they clauses get engaged. Yeah, they can drain exactly. it, milk it, and it doesn't turn out yeah. as good. But you're, you're right. It's here. like we, we're, we're learning that. And yeah, if, if you go long enough, the ending is the same sure. for everybody. Yeah. And, and yeah. You're <laughs> it's all not die. really happy. You're all yeah. Yeah. And, they, and, and they start building contingencies. Well, if we make it two seasons, this is where the story's going to go. If we go a third season, this is where it could go. Fourth season, then maybe we can do this. So and you know, it's not really and, well, planned out. You to hope the they end. do that. You hope because well, so, ever well, since fucking Lost, they're just like, eh, if we get picked up, we'll make it up. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Who knows? Which Who is fine cares? for situational comedy, but yeah. not so much for a serial. It's fine for situational comedy, but situational show. comedy is so dead now. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a funny show. God, besides Futurama. I don't know what's even out there that's that's halfway funny anymore. Yeah, I've been hammering British comedy lately. That's it for my comedy. Oh my god, the IT crowd! I shouldn't. I should. I should bite my tongue. That but that's that's about fun. six years old. That's yeah. a, oh my yeah. god, that, kind of fun. The out the office outing episode. <sighs> that's probably my favorite thing I've ever seen on television. <laughs> it's right up there. It's in my list still, of favorite person, episodes. I still like Parks and Rec. I think it's kind of fun. Parks and Rec is good. Yeah, I think it's fun. Yeah. That is a good I show. I didn't give it its Parks day in court. I only Are you a Community fan? I know I can't get into Community. Yeah. I, I haven't still watched have, it recently. Yeah, I still I'm not it an Amy Poehler fan. I can't. I can't. She's bring myself to watch 
That's what people tell me, but everything I've seen her in, I I want to stab that woman in the face. (laughs) (laughs) I just... (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) Stop making bad comedy, damn you. Is this like Vernon and uh, Shatner's uh, uh, rivalry? (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Polar gave Jeff the cold shoulder of the Star Trek bar one day, Uh, and uh, it's been a feud ever since. I have never met the woman. I just can't. I never I, met her. I, I just want to stab her in the face. I hated her on Saturday Night Live. Seek therapy, sir. Every freaking movie that she's like even oh, a bit character in. She's so oh. self-righteous. Oh no, it's not even that. I just can't stand her. Speaking of her, uh, last night I was talking about that great bit that her and Tina did when they used to do the weekend update about being bitches and how like they were like, look, if you if you don't if you think we're bitches, I'm sorry, but that's what we are. Because you know why. Bitches get stuff done. Mm-hmm. And that's how it works in the business world. If you want to get stuff done, you got to be a bitch. So I'm sorry if you don't like that we're bitches, but that's what it is. It's a really good bit. And when you think about it, it's like it's the comparable to in the business world, some men like to take a plastic bag and I'm crumple it ocean. in your microphone. <laughs> 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 Out and alone in the ocean. There's an off switch, Paul. Just I forgot. Flip it off. <laughs> And see, and I and, and, and I thought I was the only one that stroked a bottle of cherry coke like that. Oh, <laughs> in the dark and distant sea. Does it sound like an ocean? No, no. It sounds like a a masturbating plastic bag. Oh no! Brian Singer uh, revealed the Game of Thrones star Peter Dinklage has joined the cast of X Men: Days of Future Past. Dinklage. Peter Dinklage in Days of Future Past. What short Puck. mutants do we have? Yeah, Puck. Yeah, he's going to be Puck. Puck? Yeah. Uh, Alpha from Flight. Alpha Flight. Canadian? Uh, yeah. Yes. You sure Bouncing they're not going to put him in a wheelchair and then put fake legs on him so he can be the <laughs> If he's not Puck, the only other professor. possible thing would be, um, uh, what's his name? He's playing uh, the dragon. Gr- what was gr- the dragon's gr- 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 name? What? Lockheed. Lockheed. Lo- Lockheed. No, Lockheed. Oh, Lockheed the yeah, dragon. No. He could be. He's playing a sentinel. He could be <laughs> gargoyle. Oh, he could yeah. be gargoyle assistant assistant to the leader, but oh, that would be let him be Modok. That's a Hulk thing. Let him be Modok. Yeah. <laughs> he could be Toad. I, Do they have Mo- a t- Toad yet? Modok. Yeah. Uh, oh, if he was Modok. <laughs> oh, he could. Oh, be, that'd be oh, so great. But he had to be yeah. all stretched and weird. Modok yeah. is a totally yeah. yeah. That's a that's a fantastic yeah. four guy. Yeah, he's mm. a good actor. I mean, he's done other things, but mostly Modok is good. Good actor. I really like Modoc. <laughs> he was really good when uh, yeah. he had a guest spot on Carol Burnett's show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He Hilarious. was great in On Golden Pond. He was really good. <laughs> I'm so glad we've had this time together. <laughs> now really die, awesome. humans! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And he was. I'm a giant floating you're, head. You're right, from though. Hell. Little known fact: he was one of the loons in On Golden Pond. <laughs> he was. Almost stole the sh- scene right there. <laughs> Get out of here, you old Modoc. <laughs> you old poop. Ah, come here, you fucking Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> I'll take you on a boat ride, lady. You'll never forget this shit. Woohoo! He was, sadly, he was talking to Henry Fonda when he called him, you old Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> well, by that point, Modoc doesn't see very well. And he shot a rocket at him and he was burned bad, so he didn't know what it was. <laughs> Uh, Rupert Grint, best known as Ron Weasley in the Harry Potter film series, is set to star as the titular character in CBS's new action comedy series, Super Clyde. 
According to The Hollywood Reporter, the show will focus on a fast food worker who decides to become a superhero. Here's how they describe the project. Here's Quote, how they describe the project. Hey, everybody. We saw... We saw... Kick-ass. Kick-ass. <laughs> and we decided, hey, that'd be great, except no violence. Let's take out the violence and the naughty language and the little girls doing na- cool things. Let's make it more like Chuck. Actually... More like My Name is Earl by the reading of this. Oh, no. Uh, Grint will play the title role of Clyde, well-meaning and sweet, yet slightly neurotic guy who never feels like he really fits in. The avid comic book reader considers himself a borderline agoraphobic with a mild to severe anxiety issues who, sorry, agoraphobic, who wishes to... Were <laughs> agoraphobic. A, I can't get angry. Uh, I, I don't do it. I don't uh, like it. All I this don't, agriculture. Yeah. No, I don't like too weird. much farming. <laughs> Why do I live in Iowa? Corn! It's when you're afraid that you might... Might be allergic to gluten. Uh, oh, why Jesus. must I live in Iowa? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, when Clyde inherits a hundred thousand dollars a month inheritance from his long dead eccentric uncle Bill, he decides that the cash will be his secret superpower. He will he will use it only for good and reward the good hearted. Well, that's not a superhero. I don't know where they're going with this. <laughs> I well, really Bat- don't. It's gonna be Batman like. It's gonna be like Tony Stark inventing it and all kinds of stuff, I spending it on. No, it sounds weapons. like he's gonna be like, you did a good deed. Here's a hundred dollars. Yeah, right. Well, that's that's Hurley. That's like that's what Hurley was. Everybody's just taking pieces of Lost and building shows around them. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Um, They're going. Hey, you remember that thing in Lost that could have been great? Let's make a show out of that. Good idea. Good. There's the current whole movement for masked heroes that go out and do neighborhood watch and stuff like that. Maybe yes, he's going, that's he's true. Just, Maybe he'll do that. He's just going to do that, but with a but with money with with. Well, with a mask on. I think all of us here, well, I can only speak for myself, would try and become a vigilante if I had $100,000 a month. A month, I would, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, well, that'd be one of the things I'd do. <laughs> I have a feeling you would have to be a vigilante towards the other things you would do. Oh, $100,000. You would be his own hundred thousand dollars a month. You I would, would build, have to fight the bad that I you've done. I would build my massive arcade. That's what I would do. Uh, and you would create a life-size uh, He-Man world for everyone to play in. <laughs> no, but no, the RG maybe. would be in a giant-size Grayskull. Maybe. Yeah, I would just build a big Grayskull maybe to live in. or who knows. Although that <laughs> fucking Grayskull. You want to go down this road? No, we time? didn't. Add, no. Okay, I, you did. I'm you sorry. said it. You brought it up. You brought it up. I take it back. Let do me it. tell you right now. Why so do you do that? Maddie Why do they do that to us? Maddie Collector like is running into some shit. They're running into some shit. So they made Grayskull, right? Yeah, and they showed it at the New York Toy Fair right about yeah, a week and a half saying, ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you mentioned it. It's not what they said it was going to be. It's smaller. What? Yeah, it's almost thirty percent smaller, smaller than that's the, significant. Yeah, than what they said it was going to be. And the main point of contention, which I hope they will address, it's built upon a base that's about an inch and a half tall of like rock and whatnot, and then the the structure itself starts up, and the jaw bridge, of course, opens up there. But the head clearance is almost non-existence yeah, for, for, for the, the figures, figures right? Fit, yeah. So the figures barely fit in the door. And it's like, that's kind of, to me, that door needs to be big and cool, you know? Yeah. And, and there was always room for your little guys back in the day. That was a tall door, yeah. no problem getting... And this thing, it's like, they're going to be bunking their head on teeth. Not and it's just like, man, we're giving you some money for this shit. Yeah, and you're fucking... Ar- I don't know, man. It won't... I mean... Talk to Carl. Big Black's got crazy stories about how Maddie Collector's done oh, him. We've heard him on the yeah. show. But there's, it's this is the first time I've really been pr- 
pretty upset about the way it's looking because it's this not... This is the potential danger, though, of paying up front for something that hasn't even been built yet. Agreed. Are you going to cancel your order? I may. I may. we got to see. They're going to. They're undergoing a bunch of questions right now. Uh, they're going to maybe try and redesign and retool it. It looks good. It doesn't look great. And that head clearance thing really, really puts me off. Really and does because it would look it would look really good because like there's other uh, things of this like they made the Griffin figure, which they basically just redid the Battle Cat sculpt and whatnot and put wings on it. Okay, so that thing looks okay, but if you put the the Masters Universe Classics Beast Man on it, it looks somewhat diminutive. If you watch the Mike Young cartoons, those beasts are enormous. Yeah, they're, they're like huge. two or three times the size of a battle cat. Have they're two huge. People on the top. Exactly, they're beast. big beasts. So if but but what works is I take that piece from uh, the classics <laughs> and I stick my uh, 2000X Beast Man on it, who is about two inches smaller. It looks really good. He has to be in, but he looks only looks good in scale with those other smaller figures to make him look bigger. It's the same thing. It'd be a really good scale for those 2000X figures, which are about two inches shorter, but it's not going to work for the, I was really hoping, and me, I'd rather just have a big ass facade of Grayskull, really yeah, stylized big, nice and front. looking more filmation mm-hmm. to put okay. a few figures up, but just have a, as a background for all be, your figures. Yeah, they got some weird ideas and I'm like, guys, it's. It's an adult collector line, and you're building a play set. A play set. You're really putting the emphasis yeah. on play here. There's not nobody's going to be well. Not very few. Very people few people are, are going to be fucking <laughs> playing with this play set. Yeah, they're not going to be looking for the action features and the you know. I I don't know. You you got no action features in all your figures, and yet yeah. all of a sudden your play set is going to have all these bells and whistles. Like fucking make the sculpt as big as you said and make it look good. Dicks. I was going to say, that was your, your biggest uh, point of excitement was the fact that Absolutely. it was going to be big. Yeah, that like, was the thing. It's going to be big. They said it was going to be three feet tall. It's going to be 24 inches tall. Wow. Uh, on the He-Man uh, track, uh, I have to bring it up. Uh, that He-Man show of how He-Man turned me gay is still playing at the Onyx. Yes. Oh. You should That's go see Enoch. it. I should go review. see it at some point. You should review it. I should. Because I think it's become a monthly thing. Mm-hmm. And okay. so like once a month, he's doing that show. I so. should go see it. Because I know Enoch from back in the day, he was with an improv troupe called, um, or they were a sketch troupe called Feed the Monkey. They're still around, sort of. But yeah, I should go see that. I'd just be curious what you think of it. Well, yeah, I should go see it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep on the toy fair because I have one thing from that. Ooh, look, uh, see, segway. Yeah, Hasbro rolled out a number of Transformers, including Metroplex. Oh, yeah. uh, stands two feet tall when in robot form can turn into either a large vehicle or a small city two feet this makes tall. Metroplex the largest transformer ever even bigger for bigger than Fortress Maximus uh, oh and plus be on the lookout for Mezco Axe Cop and figures. this one actually transforms I'm gonna get those Ooh. Mezco yeah, Axe Cops great I didn't realize Mezco had the license on those they cool. look at least the uh, initial sculpts look fantastic yeah Mezco did some good stuff this year so Oh, fuck. But really, a vehicle and a city? Yeah. yeah Metroplex it's, it's, is a city. Yeah, it's a... Um, I'm not it's, familiar with Metroplex. You know Robotech? Uh, no, not personally. <laughs> Macross? No, I'm not... The, the City Fortress? It's cl- yeah. it's loosely based on yeah. that. It was, loosely. Uh, it was introduced in the, the cartoon yes. series, but uh, yeah, it's... He, he never turned into the vehicle in the series, right? No. 
Because I mean, no, he just you saw him. Turn into the city. He was the city, yeah, and, and then, then he, he was the robot, the robot. And then he but went the, back into the city. The vehicle is just the city with its wheels, wings wheels. put yeah. together. It's like <laughs> the city. The city is like the vehicle spreading its legs open. It's not that transforming. It's like, oh, when you lay it down, it's a city. When you stand it up, it's a dude. When you pull this thing over, it's a vehicle. It's like it's not that transforming. Oh, That's the thing. I'm I'm a real stickler. I got it. my transformers got to be. They got to be real transforming, and both modes have to look badass. Yeah. I am very sticklery on my transformers. I, I this mean, new shit, you seen it? The fucking beast hunter shit. Hmm. Fuck off all day. No, I didn't see the well, beast that's fine. It's saving me some money. There you go. It just doesn't side. make any sense to me. If you have something called a transformer, it should transform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it yeah, transforms well they went, from a city into a robot. They went through that phase at the very end where they were having those transformers, hydacons or whatever they're called, the skies. Do you remember those fucking things? They came with a plastic shell that looked like a person, yeah. and you just stuck the little robot inside oh, the plastic yeah. shell that looked like a person, and he just closed up like the a plastic clam shell. shell so it was yeah. a suit for your yeah, robot. Yeah, it was like a suit for your robot, and you take the suit off. Like, That's not transforming. That's putting a, cl- a shell over a robot. Yeah. It's a bunch of bullshit. And I think all the robots inside, they might have transformed, but their transform was a flippity flip. But, which but, some of those flippers were good. So your quarter pounder is basically a transformer from McDonald's. Basically, yeah. yeah. You open up the pl- cardboard case. I have those. I have those McDonald's transformers. Those, those were, were cool. Those were th- Actually, those were better transformers than what you just described. Yeah, those are really cool. Back in the day. Back in the day. It was all the, the it was like, all French fries, the milkshake, and oh, chicken yeah, nugget yeah, pack. Yeah. They all transform. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. I miss when transformers yeah. were metal. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, it's when toys were metal in general. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Only so like plastic and metal. (laughs) Yep. It was good times. Uh, Mark Wade, creator of digital comic site Thrill Bent and current writer of Daredevil and the Indestructible Hulk, announced the upcoming free online college class examining gender roles and identity in comic books. Taught by Christina Blanche of Ball State, Indiana. The free course is open to anyone with the internet access and will feature interviews with prominent comic book professionals such as Kelly Sue uh, DeConnick of Captain Marvel, uh, Matt Fraction of Casanova, Brian K. Vaughn of Saga, Terry Moore of Strangers in Paradise, Gail Simone of Batgirl, uh, Jason Aaron of Wolverine, and the X-Men. The only requirement for the class is a valid email address and the subsequent purchase of the comic book course materials. If you've been reading or collecting comics for a while now, there's a chance, as Blanche has said, they may already own or have easy access to the required reading. Enrolled students will be privy to and be encouraged to participate in live interview broadcasts with writers, artists, and editors from around the comic book industry. The class is scheduled to start in April. So, Discussing role, the play of gender. Yes. Gender roles and identity in comic books is the name of the class. Well, because I feel like even still today, and granted, I don't read a lot of comics, but I feel today it's still very much a boys' club. Yeah, there are no, there are yeah. very few female characters, let alone lead. Characters. You got to look to Alan Moore and a couple other dudes doing anything. Well, I've got my Alan Moore watch, so <laughs> you've got more time to read <laughs> fine. now. Fine. Um, There's fewer uh, Promethea comic writers too. Yeah. Yeah. Promethea would be the standout book, in my opinion. I think that's probably the finest uh, comic book heroine that's uh, been around in a long time. And I uh, mean, it's indicative too. It's still, of, uh, I'm amazed, still on television and movies. Oh, sure. How little women are represented? Yeah, or that they have a sizable role, let alone a leading role. Well, I think it's not completely. Well, I, you know, I'm going to get. Just doesn't make sense I, to me. I don't know. Maybe it's just I I don't know. 
I do feel like when you have when you do have women in comic books, they do tend, normally tend to be a nice, strong, positive character to look at. But I think there does need to be more of it. I think the recent Miss Marvel stuff was good. Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. yeah, taking over. Take she's not Miss Marvel anymore. Is she, she's is she just, Captain, she's Captain Marvel, Marvel now? now? Yeah. Okay. Nice. I mean, she's still a lady. Yeah, she did oh, throw a dick. Oh, oh, oh she's a <laughs> she's, lady. Yeah, she cries like a child. She's always a woman to me. <laughs> well, I don't even know. What's another? Yeah, it's hard to even think of a really strong. Well, alias. Oh, 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 Take oh, Sue. Alias. Sue. Well, yeah, I mean, you say Bendis has got it oh, down too. Oh, yeah. Um, you got uh, Dina Pilgrim from Powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Strong, yeah, interesting character. Um, but still, the sidekick. True. You know. Well, yeah. yes. Yes, at least she she's is the one. She is the, the secondary. One she is I mean, the secondary just, character. Yeah, she's this, but she gets her own partner. arcs. I mean, she gets her own arcs in there. It yeah, is Christian story. It is Christian yeah. story. But yeah, you know, X Men is riddled with great female characters. X Men is X Men has that's quite a great. A few. Uh, yeah, my friend James Asmus, who was in town uh, with uh, his buddy Jim Festante, who have just written the end times of Bram and Ben. Go check it out. They were in town for a signing. We got to do some improv with those dudes. James just did a run. On Generation Hope, which Hope Summers, the X Men girl, and she's the lead in this character. Uh, this, I've got the trade that uh, compiles this run that he did. Really good stuff. Very much the vibe of Ecstatics. Ecstatics was another one that had a lot of good female characters. Oh yeah, yeah. With Dead I'm Girl. Just, interestingly and, enough, I forgot about that comic. But it's it's that's one a, of those comics. <laughs> the, that's one of my favorite books. That was what I said. Like it, it really. That that run on uh, Generation Hope really reminded me of Ecstatics. It just drives me nuts that like we have to think this hard to come up. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they're over and half you're the population. Mm-hmm. Yes, but still, look who runs X Men. They're over half the population. Look who's in charge of X Men. Yeah, Professor Xavier. It's the guys. Emma Frost. It's the men. You know, Emma Frost. Emma she's Frost an interesting there, one. And she's yeah, in charge of X Men. If you look at Emma Frost, she's a meanie. It's hard to, she's, she's a meanie and not, she's not a that slutty. She's a meanie that she's, she's a slutty. Yeah, yeah. It does, it's not necessarily sexified. She's definitely. Are objectified. Well, but you can also look at like there's a lot of evil portrayals of men that are just evil because True. of men. So you can put that in a similar category to sex, the sexifying mm-hmm. of women. But I also am still dumbfounded. Like I watch some TV shows and there's like a professional lawyer or doctor and she's got a shirt cut down to her belly button and wearing a skirt that's three mm-hmm. inches long. And that's a prof- like we're clearly. Well, that was what was going on with yeah. that. What was that? Do no harm. Do no harm. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. oh, look, it's the pretty doctor. How ironic of a name. Because all it did was harm. <laughs> yeah. All it did was harm. <laughs> it harmed itself. It, it killed itself. <laughs> okay. So if this itself gave it enough, uh, enough if rope. If this sounds interesting to you, go check out this class. So it sounds like this class is going to be a bunch of people sitting around going, so what are the gender roles? <laughs> are there women in comic books? What's going on? I'm guessing it's going to be a little more put together. Sure, I hope. <laughs> it's the I hope. I hope. Yeah, but I tell you, Smallville did no women any favors. Garbage show. That's a terrible show for women. We were not even talking about that crap show. You reached far to reference. That's not even. I mean, we're talking about film. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about movies and comics. Class about comic books. Okay, and and Smallville is based on comics. Show about comic books. Yes, not a comic book. But we're talking about gender roles. Terrible disservice to women, in my opinion. Lana Lang comes off as a psychopath. Yeah. Teenage girl. 
Oftentimes, that's also because. Well, now who's playing? Now, what season did you stop watching it in? Three, seven. Seriously, seven. You told me like you couldn't get past like four at one point. I burnt. No, one, two, and three are passable. Four starts the dark path, and beyond that, you are taking your life in your hands. I would not go any further than seven, though, because it turned into absolute unwatchable. No, I think I even watched eight. I think I bought eight. How many seasons did that show? Ten. Ten. It went that ten went seasons. Ten years? Yes. Yeah. That is the nightmare fuel. Can you believe it? <laughs> so, uh, Professor nightmare. Biggs, if you want to counter Paul's argument, that please that's write on the a... kind of shit that lasts for ten years. <laughs> well, yeah, two and a half men lasted for how long? It's still going. I know. All right, so Professor Biggs, no strong female uh, roles in Smallville. Oh, he's discuss. Gonna go, he's gonna go. Oh, well, well, what about Lois Lane? Lois Lane is a very strong and like. No, number one, <laughs> she was portrayed by someone who didn't know how to act. That's my big problem with her. If they had got someone really cool, and you and it's exactly what Lade and 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 Michael were just talking about when they do have them, they're always in these little skimpy, limpy. Hey, look at me! Look yeah. at my belly button. Is CW. I know Biggs will have have plenty to say, but I don't care. <laughs> say what you want, you monkey-headed flapjack. <laughs> monkey-headed flapjack. Yep, you wow. heard it here first, folks. Would be a good name for like a hillbilly band, like a. It's a good band. name for Professor Biggs. Be a good name for a bluegrass band, monkey-headed flapjack. Hey y'all, we monkey-headed flapjack. We about to put down one now, right here. Here we go. Here. Bing, bing, bing. Monkey-headed flapjack. Monkey-headed flapjack. Monkey-headed flapjack. And the monkey had a flapjack on his head. Monkey-headed flapjack. Monkey-headed flapjack. Monkey-headed flapjack. And that damn monkey had a flapjack on his head. No one ever told me how that monkey got that flapjack. I didn't give that flapjack. That monkey, I didn't do it. Who got that flapjack to that monkey? How did it happen? How that fucking monkey get a flapjack on his head? Monkey-headed flapjack. Monkey-headed flapjack. Come on back. Monkey-headed flapjack. And that monkey got a flapjack on his head. Oh, let's get a jug band together, gentlemen. <laughs> Lord. That takes me back to my roots. <laughs> Your roots. Your roots. Yeah. yeah he's from Kentucky. I'm Kentucky born, baby. <laughs> got, I got bluegrass in my veins. I, I love the bluegrass. I grew up listening to it. I like it, too, my of course. Uncle, my, I, mean, I got know. an uncle who used to play in a lot of bluegrass yeah. bands. Yeah. It's good stuff. When it's done well, it's quite good. And most uh, highly skilled musicians have a great deal of respect for uh, accomplished bluegrass musicians. Because it is very difficult yeah. to play those instruments yeah. well. And the way they play them. And yep. Yeah. So, anyway. What's this? I thought that was tea. What is it? It's chocolate? Flapjack. Oh, fuck. There's chocolate sitting in front it's, of you the like, whole time. Like, like awesome chocolate. Be, be careful. Uh, can I? Yeah. Okay. I don't know, can just be you? be careful. It's, uh... <laughs> well, just read the box. It's heavy cacao. Yeah. Cacao. That's the kind of stuff that I like, but cacao. you might not like. I'm going to get the light cacao then. Cacao. A recent poll of more than 2,000 Americans found that nearly three in five people surveyed believe there was a correlation between violent video games and actual violence. So for those of you wondering, quote, can we stop talking about this idiotic, imaginary, facile, and a staunchly unproductive link between digital violence and actual violence and maybe start looking at addressing some of the, I don't know, real issues, unquote, 
The answer is sadly no. Not well, the yet. Good news, the good or at least not anytime soon. According to the results of the Harris Interactive Poll, 2,278 American adults, fully 58%, saw a link between video games and people committing actual acts of violence. Uh, some more fun facts gleaned from the survey. 38% of folks have no idea what the game's rating system means, and thus apparently no clue that there are suggestions to help them decide that maybe Call of Duty isn't appropriate for their six-year-old. Exactly. And a full 33% of parents surveyed admitted to letting their kids play whatever the fuck they wanted, suggesting that while nearly 60% of parents think video games can transform their little angel into a remorseless killing machine, more than half of them don't really seem to mind that much. (laughs) What they're referring to is when they tell Billy to go to bed and he slaps their bitch face. That's what the violence they're feeling. They're like, turn that game off. He's like, eat my dick. And he throws the controller at their head. And they go, oh, my God, these video games have turned my child into a monster. It's like, no, your ill-fitted parenting skills have turned your child into a monster. You try to take anything away from them, they're going to go bananas. That's what it is. That's what it really comes down to. potentially good news is uh, Colbert, sadly, this is where I get most of my news these days, is Daily Show and Colbert. Like like 70% of our uh, country. Uh, But Colbert, Colbert. Cold pair. Cold pairs is great. Uh, cold pair. I got a cold pair right now. Yeah, you, you put that's out there. Gonna help me the out. best song cinnamon. from Monkey Headed Fly. Yeah, yeah. Um, me. Cold pair, cold pair. How did you get there? <laughs> cold pair in my hair. How did you get there? Cold pair. Someone put a cold pair <laughs> in my hair. Over there. Anyway, uh, cold pair. It really calls back to their to their <laughs> Civil War roots. I mean, it really. <laughs> The mountain region uh, I, paints a picture for me. It does. Colbert, Colbert was saying uh, that apparently Obama is talking to the CDC uh, to do a study on the causes of gun violence in general and just what causes so much gun violence in our country. And, of course, the NRA is trying to fight that. But mm-hmm. it sounds like it's actually going to maybe happen. I just read an article well, that, is. was it the CIA or I believe it was the CIA. Which CIA is a conspiracy. Or FBI, with a total conspiracy. But <laughs> CIA or FBI, one of their ex-profilers was like, we do not look in the lead. I mean, it's not playing video games is not indicative of the kind of profile demographic that they look at for mass Fine. killers. And yeah, 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 that's it's not doesn't fit into there. But it, and it and if you think about it long enough, you go, oh yeah, dude is not sitting at home with his waiting with bated breath for his next cool video game. He is sharpening knives and building bombs. Yeah. It's like... He doesn't have time for video games. No, ever since... He's busy looking in a mirror going, you talking to me? Ever since those Columbine guys, they've they've tried to throw that... But they're always looking for scapegoats. You know, it was Marilyn Manson and video games then. It's always going to be something. It's just... The the CDC charge that Obama led is to do a real peer-reviewed research into violence... In the United States, as a possible disease, i.e., like some kind of a causality behind it, but it's looking at violence in entertainment in general, not just video yeah. games, but movies, television, etc. Here's as a possible link, but not as a. Here's the dark, sad up. truth. Let us I saw that why same episode. They're trying to learn why a certain society is more violent than another. It's because we're s- a bunch of undereducated motherfuckers <laughs> that are running hey, last. You're getting in a the little world. violent. You're hey, getting a hey, little violent. I saw well, that episode. <laughs> Back off those games, kid. <laughs> I saw that episode, and this is this is what really incenses me about it. I'm with you. With the anger's there. 
The reason we are a violent society is because we have been waging war for 10 plus years silently. 20. No one speaks about our constant combat. We have people going overseas and murdering and murdering and murdering and coming back into population and rotating that over and over again and no one speaks about it. Not to mention... We never see coffins coming home. We never see boats coming back. We never really hear about missions. Stuff just keeps happening, but it's there, and it's un- and it's a, it's a subconscious infection. But that's the root cause. Well, and he they'll was never saying, discover that because then they'd have to stop war. They would say another thing too that there's really no official tally of how many people are killed of in our not. country. And since the one of the last major gun things, there's a journalist that's been doing that, a blog. Trying to keep track. Yeah, and it's sure. it's averaging thirty people a day die in America from gun violence. Yeah, there you go. Well, not only that, thirty but people a day. You yeah. take the uh, the last big thing the, with the kids that yeah. were shot, and then you put it to Chicago last year, that had five hundred instances of of violent homicide, and one hundred and twenty of those were kids. Yeah. yeah. And so, but because it didn't happen all at once, and they and tend to happen in the were, inner cities, and because they were rather black, right? Yeah. That's what it really gets down to. Then they just it just gets ignored and swept under the rug. It's terrible. So, it, but, but I'm, I, I, I'm not wrong when it comes to the education part. Sure. If you have children that are exposed to the consequences of violence and violent acts early on, they are less likely to perform violent acts well, as is, they get older. This is what I'm saying mature. about. The war that That's, just yeah. keeps going yeah, and has no coverage. If you right. ignore no it. No consequence. Right. I mean, it doesn't if, if matter. You, it it's doesn't matter. It's obviously okay if we can ignore it. If exactly. you look at your average PG-13 film and say, this is how people react to gunshot wounds, it's the same goddamn stuff as old John Wayne movies. It's not yeah. like Sam Peckinpah's The Wild Bunch, which shows you what real gunshots well, look like. Yeah. it a little bit. But it hides, but, but that grotesque sh- makes it grotesque. Yeah. yeah. It, it shows, this is what violence looks like. Uh, yeah. All right. Is. This is the reality of it. You don't see the reality of violence in our entertainment. So the lack of violence is actually misteaching people. And, well, uh, and interestingly true enough, true um, that's just it. The, the true violence. I mean, that's I'll, been James Bond for 50 years. I'll yeah. direct you You've again. You've never really seen anyone get killed. I'll that's direct I mean. you again to, uh, to Jim Sterling's Jimquisition piece that he did a couple of weeks ago about the difference between actual violence and... The Jimquisition. Uh, I haven't watched him in a while. He's good. He's One really good. Shows. His actual va- violence thing is exactly what you're talking about. Um, when we're playing video games, it's a stylized, hyper-ridiculous, out-of-control, cartoonish level of violence uh, 95 percent of, of it yeah. some of it's even, but even the stuff that tries to be realistic still is in that uncanny valley and it's still hyper out of control weird a little bit but that's the difference and when you see real violence you have a different reaction than when you see video game violence one of the if most you watch like street fighter guys fighting each other oh, oh yeah it's, brutal. it's very different between actual watching like watch the mma stuff yeah that's a whole different feeling you get. I, yeah. I think one of the more powerful filmed violent moments on camera is in uh, the movie Grand Canyon, a movie nobody has seen with Steve I've Martin. Seen it. And I saw but it. when Steve Martin gets shot. Oh yeah, and that that he's it's one of the he has a look of like what just happened. Mm-hmm. He falls on the ground. He's convulsing. He pees himself, and you know it's it's grotesque, but it really hits you of like. 
it's ugly. It is an yeah. ugly, horrible, shocking event. It's messy. That will alter your life. Yep. Even if you survive. And it should, and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's an awesome portrayal of what mm-hmm. it can be, I think. Well, and and didn't Grand Theft Child I, I, I maybe misquoting here, but in, in Grand Theft Childhood, did they not um, in their research show that children that played video games had more of an appreciation for consequences of actions than people that did not. Uh, I, I remember, remember that being um, a an element to, to that. Well, some I mean, of these it, more advanced games... It might have been a different research, but uh, but I, I, I remember reading that, and they said because the constant, you know... Uh, Reward versus um, there's cause and effect that's yeah. that's mm-hmm. evident there, and you have to you do, learn more about yeah. it. That I mean, obviously, you need some kind of active parenting involved to to oversee that. But um, video games typically are a good way to see, um, you know. Well, speaking consequences of something of to read regarding this, and actually fairly recently written, uh, Stephen King, horror author, uh, wrote a fantastic F- essay called Guns. I know it's available on Amazon, but uh, it's like super cheap, like 99 cents, one of those kind of things. What? But uh, Stephen King, uh, I don't know if you're aware, uh, once wrote as Richard Bachman, one of his earliest novels that he wrote was about a kid that kills an algebra teacher, takes the class hostage. Uh, It's called Rage is the name of it. And it's a good story. But he ended up pulling it himself because of some kids that were involved in various things that had that book in their pocket. And he said, "I don't want to be a, oh. I don't want to, fl- I don't, I don't want to be fan the flames of a madman." But he writes a fantastic essay, basically putting his opinion down as to gun violence and so on, but showing the lack of link of, even though he voluntarily removed that book from publication, that there really is no link between his book and what these guys did, and it pretty much lays out the whole argument against violent media versus actual violence. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend it. So check it out. It's, it's just, out there. if you want to look at a, a kind of, a, this is a kind of a weird sort of uh, allegory to it, or, you know, like not allegory to it, but a, a kind of a different way, a metaphoric way to look at it. You look at the Japanese culture where uh, pornographic material has been so heavily censored and, uh, you know, you can't see actual uh phalluses genitalia. and genitalia and, and pubic hair and everything kind or of even penetration yeah I mean, penetra- it's, it's there, all but you it's all blurred out so it's yeah. all blurred out and strange and like and so you look at that culture and they've been denied the actual reality of sexual uh, interaction for so long and you wonder why their culture has so many bizarre fetishistic ways of expression expressing sexuality it's not some coincidence. It's because they've been forced to look to other ways of actually viewing without blur or separation from the actual thing. It's a, you, you take stuff away. You, you mystify it. Uh, of course, people become obsessed and, and twisted about it. Yeah. It's a similar thing with our gun culture. It's, 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 it's not... Yeah, it's not in the forefront, so it's... But there are other countries in this world that have guns and have violent media, yet don't have the same sure. reaction, or the, the sorry, level the of... perceived reaction to it that yeah. we have here in the United States. No, it's definitely, there's something about our nation. We're very angry, and we're very, we're very volatile, and we're very... I mean, I keep saying that America's in its teenage years, mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, and we just need to grow up is, a little yeah, bit, sure. and and we act like teenagers. I mean, we think we know everything, and we're quick to react to things. And, and none of these crimes that have made the yeah. forefront were made by healthy minds. And we're we're a country that's a that big was thing too. Yep, that's that's that. You know, you really want to get down sensationalism. To it. It's, and, it's yeah. people who it's not people who have rationally, calmly thought out every part of this. These are people who have be, been disturbed and put to the yeah. the sidelines of society. Hmm. Yay. Yeah. Sad. So that's the that's the state of the union note. right there. <laughs> that's well, your state of the union. That's what they're staying again. That's what they get. So that's, okay. that's where what, what America believes. We can't keep, well, those we can't keep ending the podcast like this. This is the yeah. end of the pod. No, you got more there. Yeah, I do. Just bring something out. I got bring out where's the what is it in news terms? You have a you have a serious story you have to follow up well, with. Well, after that. this, I mean, the there only thing, you've got to follow it up with Squirrel Learns How to Water Ski. Do you have Squirrel <laughs> Learns How to Water Ski? If you don't have Squirrel do you have, Learns do you How to Water Ski. Do you have Dog Raises Lion Cub? Do you have, what do you got? I got... Uh, do you have Mark, Mark, Mark Wahlberg uh, turning down Star Trek 2009? Oh, that was... What? What? <laughs> what? You want me to do what now? Yeah. yeah Mark Wahlberg was Vulcan for me. You want me to be Star Trek? So how do you Vulcan for me? I'm a Star Wars fan. Yeah, apparently they said that he couldn't understand the script. Yeah. He said he couldn't understand the, yeah. the language in the script, so he passed. Great. That's right. And it was just the, it was the George Kirk part. It yeah. was the, the yeah, part that went to say, Chris like, probably two little right. things yeah. about yeah. lower the shields, prepare us for in, 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 yeah. I love you. All right, here's yeah. a, here's your feel good nerdity, gentlemen. There you go. All right. Eugene Haggerty of the Colonial Cylon Alliance began the process of creating a half scale classic Cylon Raider in October 2012. So far, the Alliance has dedicated about 150 man-hours toward its construction. According to Haggerty, the base chassis is a 1978 Cochrane Airport Systems Model 660 belt loader that was originally a E350 Ford chassis. What is it going to dry? It's going to be a these are used chassis. On, these are used on airports. The chassis. That, okay. Okay, chassis. They are, they are <laughs> used on the airports to load baggage into aircraft. In okay. other words, yes, it is mobile. Okay, it's a tarmac car. Have they not seen the show? <laughs> they don't drive. There's there's they a fly. reason so much time is dedicated to this project, too, beyond oh, just so fan adoration. No, it's dumb. The goal is to make the Raider the centerpiece for Galacticon 3. Galacticon! The uh, major Battlestar convention that goes down at the end of May this year. Uh, thus far, approximately $10,000 has been spent on the project. Uh, where's the other half going to come from? Guess. Haggerty is counting on the help from the fans. All donations above $20 will have their name engraved on the standing plaque that will be with the unit on display. Donations between $20 and $100 will, in addition, receive an autographed picture of the Raider mailed to them and emailed if requested. Autographed, autographed by, by who? By the Raider. <laughs> They're alive. Donations from $100 and up will receive, in addition to the picture, a T-shirt and their name engraved on the plaque inside the unit as well as on the standing plaque. Any donation above $500 will give you an opportunity to drive and operate the unit at one of the conventions. The plan is to make is to take the Raider all over. As of now, Haggerty is hoping to fly it out to Dragon Con, Shore Leave, Hurricane Who, and Away Mission. Wow. Good. Uh, brief side thing. Did you hear about that weirdness about Dragon Con? One of the guys getting accused of child molestation, so a bunch of people are protesting it. Uh, somewhere nebulously, I've yeah, heard that. I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really look into it. But anyway, but anyway, okay. So building a fake raider, uh, 
What? Well, fine. It's, it's fandom, man. It's yeah, fandom yeah, yeah. and all of its beautiful glory. It just uh, it just amuses me whenever they say, help me build this. That's the thing. Yeah. It's fandom, but then it's like, it's beggar fandom, yeah. which is not cool. Well, come on, I'm going to make an please. awesome costume if it's you It's not just him. It's him and a, a group of people. <laughs> <laughs> And they, they've already raised ten thousand on their own to do it, and they're just saying, "Hey, maybe they're, there's they're, other their well has run dry." See this? You raised ten thousand dollars. Build it on a ten thousand dollar budget. Yeah. Or well, better here's yet, the thing: once you've gotten ten thousand dollars in, and you're like, "It's going to take another ten thousand to finish this." Yeah. What do you do? You, are you going to say, "Well, let's just scrap this. This obviously isn't going to work," or are you going to go, "Let's let's figure out something to help fund this further." They might do it. They might not. Yeah. If it looks really cool, if it looks really good, I'm good with it. If the it pictures looks, thus far shows they're coming along real well. If it doesn't look cool, is it based on the old school? I yes, it the is based 80s on the old school. One? Yeah. Okay, that's not that. That's not a very intricate. If you base it like on the, I'm toy, pretty sure it's the '80s one. Yeah, it's the I was disc. gonna say because the, 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 the modern ones, a couple of slots. Yeah, the yeah. modern ones are like those. Uh, maybe maybe their their issue was the fact they maybe should have done it out of this. Uh, 70s super airport airplane loader chassis that they yeah, bought, which is probably at least half that budget yeah 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 who knows you buy Whatever. a vw an old vw bug and you strap it on top of that it would yeah, work just like as i well. said i just i just watched <laughs> blood and chrome and you know i would think as a fan it'd be better your money would be better spent putting it towards a letter writing campaign or something to try and get that <laughs> to really because those guys are trying to go to series with that show yeah. and you yeah. i mean there's no better way to they're trying again to go to series with Blood and Chrome. Is yeah. it? Did it get done? Is it not happening? Well, it was. It was done initially to be a series. Yeah. Well, and then was I mean, canceled. So that was stuff in the documentary. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. They've got what through you're their saying is the fans, much like they did for Family Guy, can keep a show on yes. TV or yes. make it come. To well, I mean, that's television. why I bought that DVD was in the hopes of them Supporting continuing on and building on that. You know, that's the kind of thing. That's why I try and put my money where my mouth is on stuff that I believe in. But then when you're doing a thing like that, where it's like, hey. Help me build my car that then you can pay me money to, to get pictures with and drive. Fuck you. <laughs> At the same time, I but mean, I enjoyed, of, I, I enjoyed Battlestar Galactica. The, I enjoyed the new it. stuff. The I enjoyed stuff. it when I was a kid. Okay. Because uh, I think I was the right age for it. Yeah. You know? And then the new stuff I really enjoyed too. I don't, need know to go to I, I don't know if I really need more of it. Like what more yeah. is there to that story? They, no, they did a good job. There's where, are they yeah. going to continue from where they left off? It's a little off? rehashy, and like I don't know. Did you watch what was that one that they did after the series oh, ended? The, oh, uh, yeah. the, oh, the pre- uh, Caprica. Caprica. No, well, not Caprica, which I didn't watch. Then I don't know what you're talking. Caprica about. was shit too, which is a shame because it had some good ideas and some good, good possibilities. It? No, they did a Battlestar movie. Oh, okay, uh, uh, with like made for television. Dean Dean Stockwell was the star. Oh, yeah, and you said it was just an excuse for him to have sex with It was women. so gross. Yeah. It was such a gross movie. <laughs> it was gross. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a time and a place to revisit. But uh, what do you call it did not feel that way. Getting back Blood to our Crown other story, that story, too, got a little uh, a little too much into, like, I, I started not caring about why the Cylons were doing what they were. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't need to know. Well, when everybody's a Cylon, nobody cares. Yeah. Well, there's that, and also... It, we were exploring too much the the bad guys. No, you're exactly right. The, the motivation thing. It's like yeah, they I, have a plan, and then they're like, "We got to figure out what their plan was." That was what it was called. It was yeah. called the plan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, no, who cares? Well, and if they have a plan, great. We don't have to know what no, the plan is. Not at all. In fact, it's cooler if we never know what the plan is. They're just always one step ahead of us because yep. they have a plan and they're fucking robots and they figured it out. Anyway, 
I still enjoyed that show, and I thought the ending of it worked well. But they did okay. Yeah. It, it was no lost. <laughs> Ron Moore still can't quite wrap up a series, but it's hard to wrap up a it series. Fucking a is. It's hard. Real hard. You're never going to be able to do it. And make everyone nope. happy. No, you're not. It was okay. Speaking of wrapping it up, we're going to wrap it up. But what you got to tell us? Write to us comments at uglycouchshow.com. Mm. Oh, there. Yeah. Did you guys hear the cover that uh, Flapjack, Flapjack Monkey's... Uh, it's not Flapjack Monkey's. No. Monkey-headed monkey monkey headed headed Flapjack. Listen, My you can't be a fan. Hello. What the monkey-headed Flapjack do? Flapjack. cover of Wrap It Up. That was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we just heard it like 10 Their seconds Their Speed ago. Blues rap monkey cover. Monkey-headed Flapjack. Monkey-headed Flapjack. Obvious name. <laughs> Though, I, I, the band poster on the wall, I should have just looked there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In all of its goddamn glory. We're all wearing their t-shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wet t-shirt. Oh. Monkey-headed flat. Those are some big dudes for wet t-shirts. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's just sweat. It's really not. It's not like a wet t-shirt contest. It's just it's a sweat t-shirt. Fiddling takes it out of you. Fiddling does. Goddamn. That mandolin will work up a sweat every time. <laughs> but until then, I'm Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Just Michael. Captain Luddite. And I'll talk to you next week in Geek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Neuro Bliss. I would say you were saving that, but you never save them. I don't save them, man. I got to let it go. Got to well, let it go as soon as the sharer. urge comes. You're a giver. I am. <laughs> I'm generous to a fault. <laughs> generous to There's a fault. There's definitely plenty of fault. Uh... <laughs>